You're in the Paracast, the gold standard of paranormal radio. And now, here's Gene Steinberg. Here with Gene and Chris, we're back on the old stead with the Paracast. We had a really enjoyable session last week with James Fox, Tracy Torme, and I'm really looking forward to their new film, 701. Sounds really fascinating. I think the thing that we're all going to be interested in is how they do the recreations. Uh, yeah, it should be interesting. Because there, this is where you have to really use your judgment as a producer and director and screenwriter to manage the recreations in a way that respects the facts of the case, but also respects the concerns of producing an informative and entertaining movie. And movies got to be entertaining, no matter what. It's not hopefully going to be like some of the things we've seen, because we've seen how James Fox, when he was exposed to the Chasing UFOs show, just freaked out. This guy has a respect for facts, and I have to trust he's going to do the right thing. And the same is true for Tracy Torme, who has a long-storied career in particularly the TV business. Yep. So we're going to be looking forward to that. I'm also going after some uh, new and different guests uh, that you could, I guess, call entertainers. Tomorrow, Monday, a new album is being released by one of the most influential and seminal bands of the 80s. They, on many people's lists, they were the, the best band of the 80s, the Pixies. Oh, and, yes. Uh, yeah, I had the unique pleasure of having them warm up for me when I was in a band in Boston back in uh, 87, 88. And I actually met them, and and they opened up for me, and I, I, I thought they sucked. <laughs> I really did. I mean, they were screaming. And the bass player, Kim Deal, is a really hot uh, woman with uh, incredible talent. She's no longer in the band. But I was watching a documentary, Gene, a week or so ago, about the Pixies, and uh, the singer, uh, Charles Thompson, who's also the chief songwriter, uh, he writes all the tunes, there was a, a brief bit where he was talking about their third album, uh, which was called Bossa Nova, and it, it has all these sci-fi themes and UFOs and aliens and stuff, and, and, and in the little vignette that uh, they were filming of him driving in the car, he says, yeah, when I was younger, I had some some really... You know, pretty amazing UFO experiences. So I thought, hey, what a perfect uh, opportunity to invite him on the show and let him talk about something different than you know his band and and all the you know the hoopla that's surrounding their uh, the release of their first album in 23 years. I mean, uh, Nirvana, Kurt Cobain, uh, it was his favorite band. U2, uh, Bono says he's the best songwriter in America, or one of the America's best songwriters ever. They opened up for you too in uh, in the early '90s, and I'm sure when he gets on radio shows, he's tired of talking about uh, the band and tired of talking about the personnel difficulties uh, that they had and and just you know all the mundane stuff that he has to constantly over and over and over again answer the same question. So I, I sent a uh, an inquiry letter to his uh, management company uh, asking if he'd be interested in coming on the Paracast and talking about something different. So. Well, maybe we'll get a little letter-writing campaign going if they don't respond right away. But that would be fun. He's he's a very, very interesting guy, and, and I think that would really make for a, a cool show, going along with our recent 
kind of spate of having entertainment guests on, uh, including today's guest, film director Maddie Beckerman. Now, just in advance of this, and this is going to be fascinating, because of the fact that this movie bases the story on the episode at Brown Mountain Lights in North Carolina. And the reason it's interesting, and I'll mention this to Maddie when it gets on, but I'll give you listeners more detail because I'd rather focus on the guest. And that is probably 40 years ago. I went to Brown Mountain. Now, I hate going on mountains. You see, I'm totally the opposite of Chris. Chris goes in all sorts of -of out-of-the-way places, and that's his stock and trade. That's his shtick. I, however, am a hermit, and I am somewhat afraid of heights. I can fly in an airplane. That's no problem. But I remember the one time I went to the World Trade Center in 2001, and I felt an incredible amount of fear when I was at the top floor. Of course, six weeks later, we know what happened, so maybe I was sensing something. But okay, to get back to this trip to the Brown Mountain Lights to see what was going on, I went with my first wife, Geneva Hagen, and you people have heard her on the show. She's a very, very smart woman, and she's still very interested in what we do, and we remain friends after all these years. And Alan Greenfield has also been a guest on the show. And we went up there to the peak to have a look at what was going on. Now, I'll be frank, we didn't see anything strange. We did see some lights, and the crowd was ready to applaud or cheer. Hey, we saw the brown mountain lights. No, it was an airplane. But that was as close to anything strange as possible. But in our excursion to the vicinity of Brown Mountain, we got to see this guy who ran a little store named Ralph Lale. And he claimed that he was in contact with the beings who were responsible for the lights. In other words, he was a UFO contactee. Oh, boy. Wow. So we had fun. Now, I don't know how close Maddie Beckerman has gone to exploring all this background. Yeah, we're going to find out. Oh, yeah. We're going to ask him some hard questions. Now, let's point out here, this is just not somebody's amateur film. It is something here that has some first-level producers, like Lawrence Bender is a producer, Pulp Fiction and Kill Bill. Remember those films? Oh, yeah. He was responsible for being a producer on Alien Abduction, which is Maddie Beckerman's first film. Also, Mike Fleiss, who is responsible for Hostel and Texas Chainsaw Massacre. This would be the newer version of that. And therefore, we're talking here about experienced producers who've done thrillers, and they've got a cast of actors here whom I've never heard of. I expect they're probably newcomers. But we got this press release about this film from IFC Films Sundance Select. So it's something that really is being taken seriously. And by the way, you can see it. It's not in a major theatrical release. According to the publicity blurb we got, it's open now in select theaters and available on video on demand. So, you know, if you've got DirecTV or Comcast or something... Take a look at the VOD or video on demand. See if it's available. If you have an Apple TV, take a look at iTunes and see if it's available because you get a chance to see how well they've handled it. I know we haven't seen the film yet. We're going to be talking about the background and the inspiration here. But I know Chris and I are ready to watch the video on demand. 
after this. It does sound fascinating. Remember, it's a fictional film. Okay. I'm still trying to wrap my head around an abduction film based on the Brown Mountain Lights. We're really going to have to do a little digging here and see uh, if we uncover anything uh, that's going to create a connection here that I can sort of wrap my head around. Now, the key here is to see how they take the story and how it's spun into this movie. Do they just take the surface fact of strange lights being seen on a mountain and simply imply all the rest and build a fictional story out of it? Or what? What kind of research did they do? That would be my guess. I don't want to be like, for example, Earth versus the Flying Saucers, a 1950s film which was inspired by a major Donald Kehoe flying saucer book. The only inspiration there was like the first 30 seconds of the movie where they talk about UFO sightings. Everything else was a standard grade B science fiction film having nothing to do with Kehoe. In fact, I kind of think, or I heard, that the reason they even bought the rights to Kehoe's book is because they felt he had the right to use the name Flying Saucer. (laughs) That Kehoe had the patent or something on it. Of course, he didn't. Trademark, right. He had the trademark, and that's why they did it. Who knows? Anyway, we have Matty Beckerman, director of Alien Abduction, coming on with Gene and Chris. You're in the Paracast. First came Attack of the Rockoids, and it was a critically acclaimed success. And now there's The Coming of the Protectors. A former military intelligence man is contacted by a space woman in a dream. A dream that turns out to be a nightmare, because evil forces on our distant planet are planning to conquer the Earth. This is gripping science fiction of the classic kind. Attack of the Rockoids and The Coming of the Protectors. Find out more at rockoids.com. That's rockoids, R-O-C-K-O-I-D-S, dot com. So here's what happened. I was placing an order online. The site went down. It took hours before it returned, but I had already placed the order with another company. If your site goes down, you could lose business. And if you have a business or personal site, you'll want to know it's easy to run and it will stay online. At iWeb, your site is hosted on one of the most reliable networks in the world. Talk to a sales rep at iWeb.com. Use the promo code TechNightOwl for a special discount. Go. It's like nothing else on Earth. From the Romans through the Renaissance, from the Industrial Age to the Space Age, gold has weathered the test of time. For 6,000 years, gold has remained the ultimate store of wealth. According to the World Gold Council and the U.S. Mint, demand is at an all-time high. The stage is being set for the reemergence of gold as the common-sense alternative to a fiat paper currency that gets weaker every day. Midas Resources is proud to offer the hard-hitting report that arms you with the truth you need to protect you and your family from the Fed's plans for your hard-earned money. Don't gamble with your future. Call Midas Resources today and ask for your free copy of As Good As Gold. Call 1-800-686-2237 for the report the Fed hopes you'll never see. As Good As Gold can be yours by calling 800-686-2237. If you have ever thought about owning gold, you must read this report. Call Midas today at 800-686-2237. I will never forget the day my son Jeremy told me he hated me and slammed the door in my face. I'm behavioral therapist Janet Lehman. Behavior problems can turn the child you love and your life into a nightmare. 
That's why my husband James and I created the Total Transformation, the step-by-step program that shows you how to fix the worst behavior problems and get your child to respect and listen to you again. No matter what the behavior, defiance, backtalk, angry outbursts, disrespect, we can help you stop it. Now you can get the Total Transformation for free. All you need to do is get the program and let us know how it works for you. You can keep it forever for free. Limited number of free programs available. Call now. 1-888-912-1595. 1-888-912-1595. That's 1-888-912-1595. 1-888-912-1595. Springtime is save big time at Herbal Healer Academy. Long-term customers know spring is the time to stock up at HerbalHealer.com. And for new customers, welcome to the web's best place to save on vitamins, minerals, and more. Log on for spring specials, including our 500 parts per million colloidal silver, all sizes on sale. Choose from Herbal Healer's great variety of weight loss products like apple cider vinegar, hoodia and metabolic complex, and pro-metabolic, all on sale now. Also, the anti-parasite intestinal freedom and Warwood Plus complex, plus stevia liquid sweetener and the super enzymes, all on sale for spring at HerbalHealer.com. As always, we offer certificate correspondence courses in natural medicine. Enjoy same-day shipping and free online newsletter. Log on now to HerbalHealer.com and click on Spring Specials to save big with our nation's leader in supplying quality natural medicine and education since 1988, Herbal Healer Academy. We'd like to hear from you. If you have a comment or question about the Paracast, send it to news at theparacast.com. That's news at theparacast.com. And don't forget to visit our famous Paracast community forums at forum.theparacast.com. We have director Matty Beckerman joining Gene and Chris on the Paracast. And we're talking about a new film, a science fiction film called Alien Abduction that has a factual basis, as we mentioned in the previous segment, the Brown Mountain Lights in North Carolina. Matty, welcome to the Paracast. Thank you so much for having me, guys. Tell us first, before we get into the story and how you chose this particular episode to influence a movie, what's your background in the film business? So I was a, uh, initially a music supervisor. We did about 40 films for uh, film and, and TV. Uh, and it was everything from Jackass to uh, Nancy Drew and Charlotte's Web. And through that process, I met you know writers, directors, producers, and decided to start my own company uh, making movies. And one of the first movies I made as a producer was called The Experiment with Adrian Brody and Forrest Whitaker. And that came out through Sony. And uh, the director was this great director named Paul Shearing. And he had created the TV show and series Prison Breaks. Uh, the, the movie was based on the real-life Stanford prison experiment, and we did pretty well with it. You know, it wasn't a huge theatrical release, but I really learned how to make an independent film that way. Um, and then I decided you know, to, to do this on my own, to actually write a project with my best friend that was uh, close to my heart, which is the story of the Brown Mountain Lights. Why the Brown Mountain Lights? Have you had an interest over the years in paranormal events? 
Yeah, I mean, um, my family have lived in the area that the real lights have been seen. And my grandparents have been there since the 1970s. So we would go and visit them, and I'd hear stories about the lights. And then I actually ended up working there um, for a couple years with my uncle. And one of the guys that I had worked with there, he was a peculiar guy and was, was a little shy and strange. And I sat down with him after a while. He opened up to me and told me after seeing the lights, he had been abducted and repeatedly. And, you know, I didn't really believe him, really skeptical about it. I thought, just thought he was a little crazy. But, you know, he had no reason to really lie to me about it. Just a salt of the earth, good natured, nicest guy I know. Uh, and then I started talking to other people who had similar stories. And it really changed my mind. People like police officers and school teachers and, uh, you know, just good, good people. Uh, and people who wouldn't appear on camera because they were scared of the blowback that they would receive having come out with a story like this. Did you ever hear stories about a guy named Ralph Lale? Yes, yes. Uh, now, this is... Now, this is kind of a, a kooky story from the area. Sure. Um, I mean, I'm sure you guys know a little bit of the background on it. So Ralph Lale. I was... met Ralph Lale years ago. You did? I sure did. I visited Brown Mountain. Understand I'm an old codger. So this was about maybe 100 years ago. But we did go to North Carolina. We did check out Weissman's View. And we did visit, I think it was a rock shop or something that Ralph yeah. Lale managed. Man, I never met him. I can't believe you have because he's such a legend in the area. Now, um, do you want me to explain the, the background of Ralph? Please tell our listeners about him. This is fascinating. Yeah. So Ralph Lale um, owned a little shop close to Brown Mountain and the Overlook. And he would pack his lunch in the morning. He'd walk out into the woods and he would disappear for weeks at a time. And when he'd come back, he would say, I was just taken on a ship and we went to another planet um, with my alien friends. Now, not only that, but Ralph around Brown Mountain, if you paid him like $45, you could go into this back room of his shop. And he had what he claimed was an alien body. Uh, and, uh, there's a couple known pictures of it. One, I think Joshua P. Warren, who's a very, you know, famous paranormal researcher has. Sure. Um, and he showed me this picture and, you know, it's, it looks like the mummified body of a very small alien creature. And, you know, Ralph Lale died and, um, immediately his, uh, little shop was bulldozed. And no one to this day can find that alien body. Now, when I visited him, I don't recall if he offered to let us see an alien body for $45. Now, <laughs> in those years, $45 was real money. Yeah. Yeah. So, I uh, don't know. Did you get to see it? No. You, I don't recall seeing anything like that. I think like you that. had to be pretty close to him in order for him to actually share that with you. We do have a photograph. It's kind of a slightly blurry, but we do have a photograph at forum.theparacast.com on the question thread that we have for your show here. Oh, the photograph's up there. Great. I'm so glad. I mean, it's, it's a freaky looking thing. And I think, um, 
you know, people were speculating that it was a mummified body of a child and like, like some really freaky stuff. I mean, it doesn't look human to me. And Ralph Lale was a bit of a, of a kooky guy. But he had story after story of, of visiting the, with these alien creatures. And uh, it's easy to, to say he was just a nut. But, you know, it's very well, pack a lunch and disappear really for weeks at a time. That's, uh, yeah. that's a head scratcher. Yeah. I mean, just walk, he would walk out into the woods and no one would see him. Of course, you see, the problem is he's long gone, so there's really no way to investigate this. But yeah. did he have any family members around there that anyone could talk to and maybe get a background about this? You know, Josh Warren has done exactly that. Okay. And he's spoken to his family members, and he's really dug in on it. And, you know, the stories seem authentic. You know, I, I, no one has disproved that this is not the real case. Yeah. It's one of the... It's one of the many legends surrounding the Brown Mountain Lights. Let's go into more of those legends because I think our listeners would want to get a perspective as to how this influenced your screenwriting activities. Okay, now, let me tell you here, I never saw the lights. I was up at Weissman's View. We did see some lights and everybody was ready to shout, there it is, there it is, it was just an airplane. Yeah. That's as close as we came. Now, did you personally ever see anything up there, anything strange? And let me tell you, we're going to break in about a minute. So if we start an answer now, we'll pick it up on the next segment. Yeah, I, I have seen the lights myself. I took pictures of them. I saw nine or ten of them moving around the mountain range and shooting off into the sky. And it, it's on my website. You go to alienabductionfilm.com. I have a blog up there that actually shows me at Wiseman View taking pictures and strange objects showing up in our actual photographs. It's very important here because we're talking about not just writing a fiction film. Like yeah. There was one very recently about abductions. They even implied a factual basis, and it was just another fiction film. It wasn't a bad abduction film. It was Mila Jovovich, I believe, was the star. Oh, right, right. So... Anytime you see Lilu yeah. in a movie, you say, you know what? It was worth watching. The film we're talking about, or we'll be talking about as we create the background for you, is Alien Abduction. The director is Maddie Beckerman and the screenwriter. So much more to come with Gene and Chris. You're in the Paracast. We are the premier independent talk radio network. The Genesis Communications Network. G-C-N. Is there a secret UFO agenda? Do strange creatures from the darkest corners of the mind roam the earth? Is there evidence for mind control, time travel, or devious government conspiracies? Find out the inside scoop on the latest conspiracies, paranormal activity, and Freudian phenomena when you subscribe to Tim Beckley's Conspiracy Journal. It's jam-packed with stories, special book and DVD promotions, and the best news, it's absolutely free, sent right to your mailbox. Plus, a bonus free email newsletter sent out every Friday. Simply send an email with your name and address to MrUFO at webtv.net. That's Mr. UFO at webtv.net. Find out what they don't want you to know. It's hard to imagine when things are going reasonably well. 
just how quickly things can change. But what would it take? Economic collapse? Massive crop failure? Chemical or biological attack? So many situations could find you in the grocery looking to pick up food for your family only to find that the shelves are empty. There's nothing. Don't let that happen. Act today to make sure that if it ever comes to that, you and your family will be provided for. Visit FreezeDryGuy.com to look at the wide variety of survival foods available. Freeze-dried foods from the Freeze-Dry Guy store longer, rehydrate faster, are nutritionally superior to, and taste better than any other long-term storage food available. Visit FreezeDryGuy.com or call toll-free 866-404-3663. FreezeDryGuy.com This alert just came in. This special announcement is for business owners and leaders of organizations who've been waiting for the right time to build. General Steel has made it impossible to wait any longer with rock-bottom prices that could save you thousands. That's right, General Steel, America's leader in pre-engineered structures, is offering buildings at prices you will never see again. Don't miss these prices. A 50 by 100 for $35,000. You heard right, that's 5,000 square feet for $35,000. Manufacturers, if you need a larger building, try a 100 by 100 commercial building for $129,000. You can't afford to rent with these prices. Imagine a 70 by 100 foot church building for under $69,000. With the economy improving and interest rates still at historic lows you can't afford to wait so call 866-91-STEEL lock in your price now call 866-91-STEEL that's 866-917-8335 if you're worried about your health and you're tired of the nasty side effects of harsh drugs or antibiotics then look no further Supernatural Silver is the answer. Supernatural Silver is a powerful immune system enhancer that can be used every day to help keep you healthy and well with none of those nasty side effects. It's extremely safe for use internally as well as topically. And Supernatural Silver is hundreds of times more effective than colloidal or ionic silver. It is perfect for use in the sinuses, eyes, ears, and on any wound or skin issue. Supernatural Silver is also extremely effective when taken orally and can help fight off bacteria, viruses, and mold that may be overwhelming your immune system. Go to SupernaturalSilver.com SupernaturalSilver.com and use the promo code SILVER2014 for 20% off of your entire order and give yourself and your loved ones a fighting chance with Supernatural Silver. Hi, this is nuclear physicist lecturer Stanton Friedman. You are listening to the Paracast, the gold standard of paranormal radio. With Gene and Chris on the Paracast, Maddie Beckerman, writer, director, working on a film that's now available in theatrical release and video on demand. I'm going to rent this thing. If it's available on iTunes, I'm going to rent it. it it's is. called Alien Abduction. Is it available on iTunes? It is, definitely. We're actually at the top of the charts and doing incredibly well. Wow, congratulations. Oh, let's see now. I missed it. It opened in Phoenix on the it 4th did. of April. It did. Yeah. See, I always catch things late. I live in the Phoenix area since 1993. I did not see the Phoenix Lights. Oh, that was my next question. 
Okay, well, you got the answer. I didn't. You know, I'm kind of a hermit. As Chris knows, I'm kind of a homebody. I do get out every so often. They let me out every so often. Let's get back they, to the story. They flew right over my motel room at Casa Grande, and I missed it. I was watching the NCAA finals. You see, and I was writing a book on technology. I wasn't heavily into UFOs there. I kind of get away from the subject. Okay, so let's talk about the stories. You did see lights. Yes. Okay. We, I, I saw the lights of Brown Mountain very clear. We went up there, my wife and a friend of ours, and we saw the lights full on. And I took pictures of our experience, and I, I did do, do a little blog about it. Uh, you can check it out at alienabductionfilm.com. There's an area called Director's Blog, and uh, it's all up there. Oh, yeah, we'll definitely check that. But let's go more into the background here. Sure. Now, in terms of abductions, did you talk to anybody within that area who claimed to have been abducted by alien beings or something or other? Yes. Um, so the opening of our film is a documentary style where we interview you know, several local people. Um, we interview prof- a professor of astronomy and physics, Dan Caton, at Appalachian State University. Uh, we interviewed local people who have seen the lights their entire life. And we interview people who claim they've been abducted. And so the opening of the film really sets the story and and shows what we believe is really going on there. And one of the stories is this woman, after seeing the lights, heads home, and she is sucked up against the ceiling of her bedroom. And she wakes up in bed moments later. Her husband jumps up and says, oh, my God, I just had the worst nightmare I was sucked up against the ceiling of our bedroom. Oh, I hate when that happens. Don't you hate that when that happens? And, and the crazy part was that their daughter comes running in the room and says, where have you guys been for the last day and a half? I really hate when that happens. Yeah. So, so this is a, a typical time loss. People do not remember what's happened to them. They remember an initial either lights or something odd happening to them physically and then losing, like, around 18 hours. Wow, this is really unusual. I, I, I'm fairly up to speed on, on these subjects, and I really had no idea that the Brown Mountain Lights had these attendant uh, potential uh, stories uh, that are somehow tied to them. Now, you've done, I, I'm sure you've done quite a bit of research on this, and I know Joshua has. Um, how far back do some of these legends go? I, I seem to recall... Uh, stories from, uh, I think, the 1800s, even, uh, of these yeah. lights being seen. It dates all the way back to 1200, actually. It's the, it's over 800 years. And um, it wow. dates back to the Cherokee Indians. And the first legend of the lights was talked about by the Cherokees, where a, a whole group of Cherokees went missing on the mountain. And what they said the lights were was the spirits of these Native Americans who roamed the mountains. You know, the history is... Large groups of people have gone missing in this area for centuries. And, it, you know, the next known uh, recording of this w- dates back to George Washington's uh, observers who actually saw the lights. So it predates electricity. And then, you know, the more modern was 1912 uh, in the Charlotte Observer. There's an article that comes out about, you know, a group of uh, a hunting club who went missing. And had witnessed the lights. So this is repeated throughout history. And then there's a very famous bluegrass song called The Brown Mountain Lights, which 
was most famously done by Roy Orbison. And it's about a hunter who goes hunting around the Linville Gorge, Brown Mountain area, sees the lights and goes missing. His uh, workers go out looking for him and they also go missing. And, you know, tying all those big disappearances together is where we end up today. Wow, really interesting. We, we've had um, an abduction researcher uh, and alien implant expert, if you want to go there, named Daryl Sims, who came up uh, about 20 years ago with a very interesting observation that he seems to think that there's a high percentage of abductees that, that share a Cherokee and Irish um, genetic background. Wow. Uh, and in and, and this area, I know, it was settled by Irish settlers. And, of course, it, it was uh, a Cherokee area. Yeah, it was uh, I- Irish and Scottish settlers. Yeah. Main people who were there. And actually, they have a whole thing called the Highland Games. Um, that's so, so interesting. And it is, a, it is Cherokee land. Yeah, I, I find that very interesting. Uh, I'm also uh, Cherokee and Irish, and I, I had an experience when I was seven years old that may or na- may not be related to uh, Daryl Sims' uh, particular genetic equation. But so we have we have phenomena that have been reported prior to electric lights. Um, it's fairly routine uh, to see them during flat periods when it appears. What other types of background information have you dug up about these lights and? How has this spun off into some of the local um, lore about them? What are some of the, uh, I guess, uh, people's ideas of what these lights are and what they may represent? You know, we did a big premiere in Morganton, which is the town that's directly next to the Overlook um, for the Brown Mountain Overlook. And, you know, I really believe that this phenomenon is bigger than Roswell. It's bigger than Area 51. Because anyone can go up there and actually see the lights for themselves. And it's been witnessed by thousands of people for hundreds of years. So, you know, we did our premiere in Morganton of the film. And we had a you know, good like six, seven hundred people show up. And I did a Q&A session with the local people afterwards. And I took my iPhone out and I asked a question. I said, you know, how many people here have witnessed the Brown Mountain Lights. And I'm not kidding you, about 75% of that audience raised their hands uh, having seen it. Well, that would seem to make sense that a film about it would tend to attract a large number of people yeah. who are interested, sure. For now, sure. is there an official explanation to what these lights are? I assume they would kind of point to some kind of natural phenomenon. Um, you know, it's been studied three different times by the U.S. government, and each time they come up with a different plausible idea. Um, swamp, people have claimed that it's swamp gas. There's no oh, swamp. Swamp gas. Yeah. Okay, that's legendary in the UFO field, swamp gas. They, they claim it's swamp gas. There's definitely no swamp in the area. Um, you know, uh, somebody, another scientist claimed it was ball lightning, which... You know, I mean, I find it hard to believe that this particular spot would constantly create ball lightning. Yeah. Um, and that ball lightning would move around trees and chase people. <laughs> you know, that's it's one thing seeing this phenomenon from 700 feet across a gorge. But it's another thing when you hear people tell stories of seeing it 20 feet away in the parking lot with them. 
Now, did you make any effort to consider going into the valley to see whether you could find any of these lights? Oh, yeah. I mean, um, you know, Joshua Warren actually took a whole team out there from National Geographic. Right, and they got some interesting footage, too. They, they did. Um, it, it's up there on Josh's site, brownmountainlights.com, uh, but, but it, it's pretty, pretty impressive stuff they got. We're going to get into more of this in our next segment. By the way, Joshua Warren, I gather, has a cameo in the film as himself. We're going yeah, to- you know, we interviewed him in the opening of the movie. <laughs> okay, Matty Beckerman, director, writer, Alien Abductions of Film. With Gene and Chris, you're in The Paracast. largest independently owned communications network GCN Attack of the Rockoids has been well received by critics and readers alike it's a thrill a minute story you'll never forget a former US military intelligence officer is haunted by intense dreams about a beautiful woman pleading for his help after a terrible battle in outer space but the dreams turn out to be true and thrust him into a telepathic love affair with a woman whose faraway planet is intent on destroying the Earth. And now the gripping tale continues in The Coming of the Protectors. It's the second book of the Rockoids trilogy, a galaxy-spanning adventure that pits our hapless heroes against powerful, fanatical enemies that threaten the lives of freedom-loving beings everywhere. Attack of the Rockoids and The Coming of the Protectors. Classic science fiction at its best. Available now. For more details, visit rockoids.com. That's R O C K O I D S. Hey everyone, have you heard about the no-no hair removal device that's sweeping the globe? If you want to go weeks without shaving and get smooth, professional quality results, here's our favorite host, Cheryl, for no-no hair removal. Thanks. Hey gals, I love talking about my no-no. It's this cute little hair removal system that you can take with you and use almost anywhere at home or on the road. No more expensive in-office treatments, painful waxing, and no more wasting your valuable time. Got unwanted facial hair? No-No has patented Thermacon technology that works on all hair and skin colors, so it's perfect for using on all body parts. And now you can take advantage of this incredible risk-free trial. Get the No-No, the facial kit, a travel case, and a $100 discount shopping card, and you don't risk a penny to try it. Try the incredible No-No hair completely risk-free. Call 1-800-953-6062. That's 800-953-6062. 800-953-6062. For over five years, you've been hearing about the Berkey guy, so you may know a few things about him. For example, you are well aware of the superior quality and effectiveness of Berkey water filters and accessories. But did you know the Berkeys have had independent lab tests done to prove just how effective they are? It's true, and he can email you the test results. Just visit GoBerkey.com. You may also know that the Berkey guy has helped tens of thousands of people get better prepared. Now here's something you may not know. GoBerkey.com has amazing specials and deals all the time on a wide variety of survival and preparedness products. Most ready to ship same day. 
Visit the Berkey Guy at GoBerkey.com and be sure to click the red Products on Sale Now button. You can always call toll-free 877-886-3653. Again, that's 877-886-3653. GoBerkey.com, home of the Berkey Guy. Ouch! My back is out again. Hi, Dr. Ortman with Wellspring Spinal Care. If you're experiencing neck, mid, or lower back pain, this information is for you. One of the complaints that I hear is patients receive their typical adjustment, only having to repeat them as the pain returns. Putting the bones back in place is only half of the battle. At Wellspring Spinal Care, we have the entire solution. We use the NUCA approach, utilizing three-dimensional x-rays and gentle touch technology to deliver specific correction. We then design a custom nutritional supplement program which provides essential nutrients targeting the areas of concern. With a NUCA approach and proper nutrition, you'll be on your way to a faster and more permanent recovery. To get you on the road to wellness, visit DrOrtman.com. That's DrOrtman.com. Or call us today, 952-303-9124. That's 952-303-9124. Wellspring Spinal Care, chiropractic done right. This is Jerome Clark, author of the UFO Encyclopedia and other books. You're listening to the Paracast. As we progress, Chris O'Brien is going to assume the voice of an alien ready to abduct us. Our guest is Maddie Beckerman. The film is Alien Abduction. It's science fiction, but has a factual basis, the incidents or phenomenon known as the Brown Mountain Lights near Morganton, North Carolina. And I was there. I didn't see the lights. You know, they hid the day I went up there. So, you know, that's how things happen to me. Now, let's look at the physical characteristics here, Maddie. How big are these lights supposed to be? Well, they're about eight feet, seven or eight feet large, and they're spheres of orbs. They can be multicolored, and usually they travel in groups together. Uh, When I saw them, there were about eight or nine of them. And typically, people will see, you know, three or four moving in a pattern together. And you know what? Sometimes it's that triangle pattern that is kind of classic to UFOs, where they they form that, that triangle a grid, and it's uh, and then they, then they move off and they they shoot off in different directions. It's been reported for centuries. Um, okay, well, you know, we have a whole bunch of questions, and I think some of them would be good to uh, to ask here. We have uh, a question here from Polterwurst, who's one of our longtime posters at forum.theparacast.com, and. He wants to know about doing a documentary about the Brown Mountain Lights and other ball-type light phenomenon reported all over the world, which include the Min Min Lights, Hasselden, Foo Fighters, etc., and especially comparing sighting descriptions of credible witnesses with known light phenomenon, as we were talking about ball lightning. And um, another topic that not many people know about, as an aside here, uh, Earth Lights. And he's wondering about possible causes of misinterpretation. Uh, car headlights, planes, helicopters should be interesting. Now, we've, we've already determined that this seems to predate any sort of like electrical activity. So what other potential explanations have been 
you know, put forth by scientists or by people that have been investigating this. What about this whole idea of earth lights? Are you familiar with Paul Devereaux's work and, and some of the theories that he's come up with about, about uh, earthquake fault lights, for instance, and, and other types of earth light phenomenon? Yeah, I mean, it has to do with electromagnetism and, and water moving underneath the earth um, and the fault line, elect, electromagnetism. You know, it very well could be that something natural is causing this. And maybe some of the sightings are some kind of natural phenomenon. But that doesn't explain, you know, the creature sightings that people see there or the abduction stories. Um, you know, I definitely, um, you know, I definitely listen to all the, all the different, you know, if you go up there as a geologist, you think it's part of the geology. If you go up there um, as uh, somebody who's studying uh, astrology, you try to explain it as a meteor. Uh, it's, right, a sociologist so would, would consider it be a sociological phenomenon. Right. A phenomenologist would uh, probably uh, accept all of the above and then reject them all. Well, <laughs> well uh, Matty, you've, you've also you kind of hinted here that there were also other types of, of phenomena that have been reported that, that seem possibly to be connected. What sort of entity sightings have been seen? Give us kind of a, a short list on some of the uh, stories that you've heard. Yeah, so, you know, Ralph Lale is the you know, biggest one there uh, who claimed, you know, of course, that he had a, an alien body um, that he would show to people. And there's pictures of that up. And then there's a creature they call Pumpkin Man, um, which is uh, a little guy who's uh, about four feet tall and has a head shaped like a pumpkin. And lots of people have claimed they've seen that around the Brown Mountain area. Um, you know, but it still, for me, always comes back to the large groups of people who have gone missing. Um, and, and now, more recently, uh, you know, one, of the, one of my favorite stories is of a guy who actually reached out and put his hand into one of the Brown Mountain Lights, uh, surrounded by witnesses. Uh, so he went up to the Overlook, and this was around 1988, uh, with a group of nine or ten people. And one of the lights came up onto the Overlook off of Highway 181 um, in, in um, Burke County, North Carolina. Um, one of the lights came up onto the uh, area, and everyone ran away, except for this one guy who got out of his car and decided to walk up to the lights. And very similarly to Travis Walton and Fire in the Sky, everyone's screaming, no, no, get back in here. Um, he walks up, he puts his hand out, and sticks his hand directly into it. Uh, and there's two accounts of what happened. One from him directly, and another from the group that were surrounding him. Uh, he explained that it was about four seconds, and it felt like he was sticking his hand into an electrical socket like he was electrocuted the people around him said he was stuck and frozen for a good 10 or 15 minutes and could not move and no one would approach him to get him out of it they said the light went from about eight feet wide and it dimmed down and got really compact um, around him uh, and so this this is another 
you know, this is the first time I've heard of anybody actually touching one of these lights. Well, 10 minutes. Well, where were all the cameras? Where were the video cameras and, and you know, people documenting this? You know, I guess in 1988, they didn't have the, you know, f- cell phone cameras and those types of things. It wasn't, sure. It uh, wasn't that time. Well, now they do have the cell phone cameras and you still don't see as many pictures of things as you expect. And when you do, they don't show anything. They just show little flecks of light in the sky. But this would be the problem here, too. Even if you took a picture of it and you show somebody's hand inside a light, you could say it could be anything at all. Yeah, that's very true. I mean, the pictures that I have on my site um, are pretty clear. There are beams of light and orbs surrounding us. uh, And... Uh, you, you you can see very clearly what's happening. It's, it's just obvious. And there was taken just with my iPhone, and, and my wife then started taking pictures with hers. So two different iPhones. All right, let's look into the disappearances. Did anybody actually just vanish and never come back? Uh, well, they say Ralph Lyle, Lyle actually vanished and never came back. Oh, he didn't just die off and get buried or something you know, there's no there's no entry in the cemetery for his body you know there's legend and there's conjecture and there's things and, and i've heard different stories about it um you know so it, it could be that he just disappeared um i know that the alien body did just disappear and his place was bulldozed after um he had he had gone well understand too he was an old guy yeah so no idea. I'm, as a matter of fact, I don't remember how old he was. I got this 70-ish kind of vibe, which meant he could have died of natural causes. It, it's very possible. So there you go. All right. Now, as far as the abductions are concerned, have you brought in abduction researchers to look at the incidents and evaluate it? No. I mean, a lot of these people, you know, are, they have a hard time talking about it. And it's funny. Um, since I've made the film, um, many more people have approached me to discuss what they've experienced there. Um, you know, at the premiere we did, I had you know three different people come up and say, "I've seen the lights and I've been abducted." Here's my story, and I think it would be good for if we are going to do a second film to follow up, talk to all these people, do a second round of documentary footage. Um, and and definitely get their stories on tape and go into it. So you basically are going to make that a follow-up film, not a sequel, like in the sense of, you know, Alien Abduction too. unless I guess if there's big demand for it. Yeah, I mean, we, well, I already started doing the documentary, and, and actually the opening of the film, the documentary pieces, I wasn't planning on using that in the actual movie. I just started interviewing local people because they kept approaching me and saying, I've seen the lights. I've seen the lights. I said, sometimes that's even better than the, than the fictionalized stuff. Yeah, it really, it really was captivating. I've got a question. Uh, Now, obviously this is a project that um, really has fascinated you in the, in the, in the subject matter is compelling. How difficult is it to, even as an insider with a track record like you have, how difficult is it to pitch an idea like this uh, to the trade, so to speak? I mean, it's pretty tough. We did this completely independently outside the studio system. We have Matty Beckerman, director and screenwriter 
The film is Alien Abduction based on the legend or the reality of the Brown Mountain Light. Makes me feel disappointed that I didn't see the real lights all those years ago. With Gene and Chris, you're in the Paracast. Communications Network, GCN. If you own a business, you need customers, right? Well, your potential customers are listening to this radio program right now, and I can help you reach them. Hi, I'm Matt Brower, a national marketing executive at the radio network responsible for this program. I can help you customize a national radio campaign that fits your budget, large or small, while targeting your specific audience. Call me to learn how radio advertising can make your business more profitable. 877-996-4327, extension 128. That's 877-996-4327, extension 128. Hi, this is Ted Anderson. Have you ever wondered why banks, stockbrokers, investment advisors won't talk about gold IRAs? They've been available since 1986, yet the financial industry won't recognize the value of gold for your retirement. Gold has outperformed paper investments, yet no word about IRAs. If you would like to have gold for your retirement, call 800-686-2237. Don't get left behind by rising inflation and low returns. Call 800-686-2237. Secure your future and call 1-800-686-2237. Don't complain about your cable bill going up and up and up. Do something about it. Grab a pencil and jot down this special number. 1-855-905-MY-TV. The more cable TV rates go up, the better digital satellite TV looks. Say goodbye to the cable guy. And get more of your favorite channels in 100% digital quality for less money. Call 1-855-905-MY-TV. Sign up for packages starting as low as $19.99 and there's no equipment to buy. You get free HD TV upgrade, a free DVR upgrade, and free professional and installation you control what you watch when you watch it record your favorite shows pause and rewind live tv even skip the commercials watch local channels too at just $19.99 what are you waiting for pull out your major credit or debit card call 1-855-905-MY-TV 1-855-905-MY-TV say goodbye to the cable guy cut costs and get more 1-855-905-MY-TV 1-855-905-MY-TV Welcome back to the Paracast, the gold standard of paranormal radio. And now, here's Gene Steinberg. I was thinking, Chris, maybe the next time you do the Paracast, you can come across as the ghostly Ralph Lale. Give us a Ralph Lale voice. Of course, I don't remember what he sounded like. You were in the middle of answering a question that Chris posed, Maddie. Yes, we did this film completely independently, outside the studio system. And we were fortunate enough to have incredible producers, uh, one of which was Lawrence Bender. And Lawrence did uh, every film from Quentin Tarantino, uh, from Pulp Fiction to Reservoir Dogs, Kill Bill, Inglorious Bastards, an amazing producer. And his, his expertise really helped us to get the distribution and get all the things that we needed yeah. in place. That's, that's um, a heavy hitter. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he, he read the script and loved it, and, and he got involved from the very beginning of the project. And then we also had Mike Fleiss. And Mike had produced Hostel and Texas Chainsaw Massacre and was also just a, a terrific help 
throughout this whole process. So it, it, it's definitely great to have guys like that involved. When you do a sci-fi film, though, usually you think it costs a lot of money. A sci-fi film with the special effects and all the stuff and the CGI and everything, they're talking of a $200 million film or something. Obviously, if you're doing an independent film, if you get a million dollars, you're lucky. So how did you plot this out in terms of special effects to realistically present what was going on? Everything we did is in camera. We didn't have money for CG. It was under a million dollars, the budget, and way under a million. But, you know, everything we had to do was done practically. So, you know, every, every scene, all the special effects we do are all things. You know, I was always a big fan of the first Star Wars rather than, you know, the newer ones because I feel like, you know, the things that are actually in camera you can see feel more real and feel more realistic. You don't go into this motion capture thing? Um, no. I, I mean, I could do that, but I certainly, you know, doing one motion capture scene it's probably the entire budget of our movie. And that takes like oh, two seconds on the screen. Right, exactly. We, okay. we just couldn't afford to do that stuff. So now, of course, the other way of doing things is that stop-motion effect from Ray Harryhausen, which is time-consuming but not necessarily expensive. But let me ask you here, how much actual sci-fi stuff do you see in this film? Is it mostly suggested? No, it's pretty full on. Um, so, so there's a scene in the film where the family is actually sucked up into space. And we, we actually launched a low Earth orbit weather balloon with a GoPro camera attached to it and caught the curvature of the Earth. It exploded, dropped back to Earth. and We had to track it with GPS systems uh, in order to get that shot. So it's actual shots of space. Wow, that's uh, that's kind of a low-cost but very effective invention. <laughs> I mean, we lost the first two balloons we launched. <laughs> so it wasn't effective at first, but but uh, eventually we did get the shot right, and it's pretty fun. Uh, of course, you know, I guess one of the things about doing films these days is that the actual editing systems are really cheap. You can get yourself Final Cut Pro Ten for $300, Get yourself a Mac Pro or something for $3,000. Well, that's not so cheap. Get yourself an iMac or MacBook Pro, and suddenly you can do some incredible things. You can yeah, but you probably an used an Avid system. We did use an Avid system. Oh, there um, you go. Our, our editor edited um, everything from Big Trouble in Little China to Fire in the Sky. He, he was just an amazing editor. So he, he was a total pro, knew what he was doing, and used an Avid system. Let's go back to the actual story here. So in terms of Brown Mountain Lights, we have the legend, the reality, whatever. We have the lights. We have people vanishing for days or hours. We have creature sightings. Yeah. Tell us more about them. And then I want to get back to the film and the plotting and everything. Uh, the creature sightings are in line with what I think are either the Lizzie's or the Greys. And as you guys both probably know, um, people report seeing the Greys more often than they do the, the, the Lizzie's. Uh, and uh, that's what this movie is based on, is the real encounters people have with the Grey aliens. 
Those are the legendary creatures that people have always described. Yeah, exactly. So our, our, the creatures in our movie um, are greys, and they're classic. And you know, I didn't want to create some alien-looking hybrid with like ten legs and uh, you know some spider-looking creature. I wanted to really stay true to the true abduction stories and, and what people have reported for centuries. Well, yeah, that was going to lead to my question: is how accurately did you try to depict the descriptions from witnesses without taking too much artistic license? I tried to keep it as authentic and keep the integrity as as close as we can. So the, the whole movie is shot through the perspective of an eleven year old autistic kid's video camera, and uh, his he and his family go out on a vacation. They're camping in the Brown Mountain area. And they see lights over their campground. Um, and, you know, from there, things kind of go off the rails. Um, and the, the family are abducted. And this, this kid captures the entire thing on his video camera. So in the, in the nature of Blair Witch or Paranormal Activity, this is a found footage film. So you're watching the entire movie. As, as from this kid's point of oh, view. Oh, nice. I like that. That's that's a cool approach. I like that. So this is very much like a home movie in terms of the way it's set up. It is, yeah. Everything's shot from his camera. It never goes to another camera. Now, for those who are geeks about stuff like that, did you use just one camera? Um, actually, we did. Uh, but except for some of the, like the shot where we launched a weather balloon, we did use a GoPro. Um, and we actually used a consumer Panasonic camera that you, anyone can buy. A standard high-def camera. Yeah, just a standard wow. Panasonic high-def camera. That's what we yeah, shot. So you aspiring filmmakers uh, take notes. Yeah. Our director of photography, is, his name is Luke Geisbuehler, and he did um, Borat and Bruno and the virginity hit, and just it is an amazing director of photography. So it was lucky to have him. Um, you know, he he oftentimes would juggle the camera with our eleven-year-old actor um, and go back and forth with him. Um, and we would put Luke in the same pants and the same shoes as Riley, our lead our lead actor. Um, so sometimes it would be our director of photography's legs and feet you'd see, rather than this eleven-year-old kid. Okay, as far as the aliens look like traditional greys, are these people wearing costumes with makeup? What? We had a creature design company called the uh, Kyoto Brothers, and they're famous for um, killer clowns from outer space and critters and Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. They created the suits for that. Um, So they actually – I sketched up a design uh, with my writing partner, and – uh, that's what we gave to them. And then we actually created a suit, and it's physically a person in it. What, you get was, like Peter Dinklage or some one of the, uh, <laughs> one yeah, of the Wizard of Oz midgets? Or? We got a guy named Walter Phelan who is incredibly skinny. Um, he's really tall and super thin, and his normal body contortion is that of, of very odd. He's been in tons of movies, like From Dust Till Dawn and, and uh, House of a Thousand Corpses. He was one of the main characters in it. But he, he is a character actor in, in costume. Um, 
and so we we actually had him put on the suit and and take these movements. We also had what we what are called weta legs, which are these stilts that he was on. So uh, his movements were very unnatural, very inhuman. I'll tell you what, we're not human. We're the <laughs> I don't know what we are, but we have the very human Maddie Beckerman. The film is Alien Abduction. And it's not Chris, with or without the beard. It's not Gene. You're in the Biocast. Do you need a website? Well, you can get a great deal on hosting services with Namecheap's legendary coupon code. They're offering substantial hosting discounts on shared hosting, business hosting, VPS hosting, reseller hosting, and even dedicated servers. Namecheap is preferred by millions. It's backed by a money-back guarantee. Use the coupon code LEGENDARY to cash in on the special deal at Namecheap.com, Namecheap.com. First came Attack of the Rockoids, and it was a critically acclaimed success. And now there's The Coming of the Protectors. A former military intelligence man is contacted by a space woman in a dream. A dream that turns out to be a nightmare, because evil forces on our distant planet are planning to conquer the Earth. This is gripping science fiction of the classic kind. Attack of the Rockoids and The Coming of the Protectors. Find out more at rockoids.com. That's rockoids, R-O-C-K-O-I-D-S, dot com. This is Bill Brown, Midas Resources, Gold and Silver, government shutdown, inept politicians, unfunded entitlements, looming Obamacare, the death of the U.S. dollar as a global reserve currency is what nobody wants to acknowledge. We have a debt bubble that cannot be paid and will eventually crash the dollar. If you are concerned about maintaining your purchasing power, consider this. Gold and silver are up 497% in 13 years. Call me, 800-686-2237, extension 332. Together we can discuss your options of buying gold and silver. Analysts agree the dollar's problems are increasing. Call me, Bill Brown, 800-686-2237 at extension 332, and we'll discuss your option of buying precious metals. Also, I can send you information on how you can roll over your IRA or 401k into a precious metals IRA. Don't get caught with money in your account when the dollar collapses. Call me, Bill Brown, at Midas Resources, 1-800-686-2237, extension 332. Hi, this is Steve Sanchez, and based on a recent study, it was found that 57 million Americans had legal issues over the last 12 months, but only 60% of those studied sought out the services of a lawyer. Why? In a nutshell, affordability. While well, my friends at Legal Shield have created a solution that can help you not if, but when you need an attorney. For as little as $17 per month, Legal Shield will provide you unlimited access to qualified attorneys at an accomplished law firm for advice and counsel on legal issues no matter how serious or trivial. For over 40 years and with 1.4 million families across North America, Legal Shield can help you, the loyal GCN listener. Representatives are standing by now to answer your questions, so call them now at 1-855-340-SAVE. That's 1-855-340-7283 or visit them at lsprotection.com. That's lsprotection.com. Results will vary from case to case. If you're worried about your health and you're tired of the nasty side effects of harsh drugs or antibiotics, then look no further. Supernatural Silver is the answer. Supernatural Silver is a powerful immune system enhancer that can be used every day. 
to help keep you healthy and well with none of those nasty side effects. It's extremely safe for use internally as well as topically. And Supernatural Silver is hundreds of times more effective than colloidal or ionic silver. It is perfect for use in the sinuses, eyes, ears, and on any wound or skin issue. Supernatural Silver is also extremely effective when taken orally and can help fight off bacteria, viruses, and mold that may be overwhelming your immune system. Go to SupernaturalSilver.com SupernaturalSilver.com and use the promo code SILVER2014 for 20% off of your entire order and give yourself and your loved ones a fighting chance with Supernatural Silver. We'd like to hear from you. If you have a comment or question about the Paracast, send it to news at theparacast.com. That's news at theparacast.com. And don't forget to visit our famous Paracast community forums at forum.theparacast.com. I think that's pushing the accent there, guys. Okay. <laughs> All right. Maddie Beckerman, director, screenwriter. The film is Alien Abduction. This is one of those found footage films. It looks like a home movie, but then nothing wrong with that. They've been pretty successful. So we have the gray alien, just one, or did this guy try to pretend to be several? Uh, we had multiple, so it wasn't just one. But he was our, our main character actor. We also had a, we've actually had about four suits created for this. And, you know, their eyes, we had a remote control, their eyes blink, their face moves around. It looks super real. Now I have to explain here about the cost structure of a movie. Less than a million dollars. It costs more than that generally for a single episode of a TV series. Yeah. So you had all these very serious constraints as to what you do. Do you see the flying saucer? Uh, we do actually have lights in the sky, and, and you do enter the ship. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's full on. You know, most found footage movies, you sit there and you kind of wait and you wait and wait. This is action-packed and just step-on-the-gas thrill ride from from about 10 minutes in once we establish the family and their entire situation we see the aliens you see things and it's not we're not hiding anything it's pretty scary uh the reviews we've gotten have been phenomenal from the new york times and the village voice and some people you know aren't huge fans of found footage but this felt like the best way to tell this story so how about the release i mean how much money uh, were you able to uh generate uh, you know, pre-release uh, to get the actual film out there, and and what sort of marketing budget uh, does a film like this uh, engender from uh, from the trade, so to speak? You know, we went out making the movie and and just trying to you know get distributors attached, and people saw some first cuts, and we were able to sell the rights around the world. So it's coming out Australia, Japan the Middle East, Latin America, uh, the UK, Italy, France, Spain, Germany. I mean, all around the world, this movie is getting released. Wow. We've sold the rights. Uh, a terrific company named Exclusive Media um, sold the rights. And they did the movie Rush recently and The Woman in Black. Mm -hmm. um, and they're just a, a terrific, terrific unit. Um, so they got behind the movie, and that helped us to sell. Well, that's that's fortunate because a small film uh, with a modest budget, um, if it's properly uh, marketed, can actually uh, create quite a return for the investors and and also uh, put you in a uh, 
a pretty uh, pretty cool place uh, to do future projects. Yeah, IFC picked it up for the U.S. and they've been amazing. They're the independent film channel, and right. um, they did a theatrical release for us, and we were in theaters and and we're at the top of the charts on iTunes and Amazon and Google. We were up at number two um, when we first came out. I think we, we might be at number four right now. But we're up against like Paranormal Activity and Insidious, and we're beating them. So it's pretty cool. <laughs> I, I couldn't imagine our little movie would go that far. Now, eventually, though, it goes on TV. Eventually, it will, yeah. So is there any possible interest in a wider theatrical distribution? You know, it, it, it's kind of doing what it's doing. I mean, we, we released it both theatrically and day and date on VOD at the same moment. So uh, it, that's about as wide as we're going to get for this film. Kind of reminds me of this film, um, Financial World Shenanigans with Zachary Quinto that he did a few years ago with Kevin Spacey. Oh, yeah, yeah. Margin Call. Margin Call. And that was the same thing. Yeah. We're a limited theatrical release and also a video-on-demand release. That was a really good film, by the way. If you haven't seen Margin Call, you want to check out that. But we're talking, of course, about Alien Abduction. And for a small film, sounds like you've gotten a pretty good introduction here. Yeah, things are going amazing. And the movie, it's very typical model these days to release a film in limited theaters and on video-on-demand at the same time. And that's the, the current model. And it's worked incredibly well for us. We've done way beyond what I could have ever imagined doing with this movie. So there's a film like this. You get a DVD release too? Yeah, we will. Um, we did a deal with Netflix uh, around the same time period. It's going to be on DVD. It'll be available everywhere on DVD. So in the end, you might make millions of dollars out of this. It's a possibility. Cool. Well, any any good, uh, well, uh, you know, thought out and well produced uh, film that covers these subjects, I think, uh, can do this floundering field of ufology a lot of good. And that leads me to a question from Polterwurst again uh, at forum.theparacast.com. He's wondering: Do you think it might be worthwhile to figure out what's behind these phenomena? And are movies a good way of getting people, especially scientists, involved in doing so? Oh, for sure. I mean, the amount of interest that this film has generated um, in, in people actually going out and studying the lights, there's actually a, a whole business that was created um, th taking people on tours uh, of the Brown Mountain Lights area uh, right up there. And we actually talked to um, Ed Phillips, who's the director of tourism for Burke County. Um, he brought us uh, brought me and the cast to Morganton in order to have that premiere there. Um, he's been thrilled about you know people really focusing on this area now uh, and bringing tourism, film tourism, to North Carolina. So as far as studying studying the actual phenomenon, it's been studied a bunch, like you know, yeah. by, by tons of different people, and uh, it continues to be. The professor at Appalachian State University I was talking about actually mounted a camera that films the area 24-7. And he, there was one moment that there were over 100 lights seen. Wow. That's uh, so, amazing. So there's I, I'm attempting to do something similar in Colorado with a triangulated uh, camera system. I think that's a, that's a real good place to uh, 
interest scientists and and academics in the you know the possible viability of of a research project of this sort um anything less than that's going to be met with with uh <laughs> first of all they'll ignore it and and if they are called out to say something it'll be derided normally well it, which this brings me to to another question that's uh, coming from forum.theparacast.com where you can ask questions of our guests and this one comes from digital trickster and uh, his first question is, have you ever had any strange experiences? And we, we kind of touched on that a little. But just in general, Maddie, what is your opinion of the field of ufology? Obviously, you've looked into uh, into how these things are studied and, and the uh, questionable uh, nature of some of the belief systems that are out there in this very <laughs> questionable field called ufology. Where do you come down in ufology? What What do you think is positive about it and what do you think uh, needs to be worked on before you answer that question maddie Mm -hmm. we gotta do break time here so let me just remind our listeners the film is called alien abduction maddie beckerman's director and one of the screenwriters it's a found footage film and it is a fascinating fascinating journey into the legend of the brown mountain lights with gene and chris you're in the paracast leading the way for the nation compelling talk for every political persuasion we are gcn graphic converter is the image manipulation tool for the rest of us it does not use any database you get full control of all your files want to view the images of a folder drag it into graphic converter and a powerful browser opens up to show your image files you could use it for slideshows you could use it to import images from digital cameras or from scanners need to do some image editing you can do that too in graphic converter also print catalogs convert from so many formats i can't even list them download now to see if graphic converter is good for you like one and a half million other users guess what you could save money when you buy graphic converter use the coupon code night owl use the coupon code night owl to get a special price for graphic converter go to lemkesoft.com that's l-e-m-k-e soft.com lemkesoft.com l-e-m-k-e soft.com Great news, pure water lovers. BigBerkeyWaterFilters.com has a special discount offer for all GCN listeners. You can't do better than a Big Berkey for economy. For only 1.7 cents a gallon, a single set of filters can last for 5 to 10 years. There's none better than a Big Berkey for emergency preparedness as a backup water source. And you just can't beat a Big Berkey to remove dangerous chlorine, all types of fluoride, pathogenic bacteria, cysts, parasites, and unhealthy bodies products from municipal water. Berkey water filter systems are even powerful enough to purify stagnant pond water. For the gold standard in water filters, get a Big Berkey at BigBerkeyWaterFilters.com. And all GCN listeners get 5% off all ceramic filter systems. For details, call 1-877-99-BERKEY. That's 877-99-BERKEY. Big Berkey water filters for the love of clean water. I will never forget the day my son Jeremy told me he hated me and slammed the door in my face. I'm behavioral therapist Janet Lehman. Behavior problems can turn the child you love 
end your life into a nightmare. That's why my husband James and I created the Total Transformation, the step-by-step program that shows you how to fix the worst behavior problems and get your child to respect and listen to you again. No matter what the behavior, defiance, backtalk, angry outbursts, disrespect, we can help you stop it. Now you can get the Total Transformation for free. All you need to do is get the program and let us know how it works for you. You can keep it forever for free. Limited number of free programs available. Call now, 1-888-912-1595, 1-888-912-1595. That's 1-888-912-1595, 1-888-912-1595. There are many things the human body can do very well, but maintaining the proper pH level isn't always one of them. That's where AlkaVision Plasma pH Drops can make a world of difference. AlkaVision Plasma pH Drops helps your body do what's natural. Just a few drops a day helps rid your body of harmful waste and acid while promoting health and restoring vibrance and energy. Alkalizing boosts your immune system and can help fight headaches, irritability, cramping, and insomnia. Alkalizing also helps the body fight depression and even bone loss. To learn more about the importance of alkalizing and how you can find life-changing and vital balance, please visit AlkaVision's brand new website at AlkaVision.com. Same great products, but now easier to use and more informative than ever before. To get your very own plasma pH drops for just $29.95, call 800-518-7615 or visit AlkaVision.com. That's A-L-K-A-Vision.com. Alkalize your body and supercharge your health at the new AlkaVision.com. My name is Richard Dolan. You're listening to the Paracast. Now, another UFO or paranormal talk show host once called the UFO field toxic. I won't mention his name, although some of you probably know who he is. In any case, we have Gene and Chris with Maddie Beckerman on the Paracast this week. The film is Alien Abduction. So, Maddie. Chris asked you a question about the state of the UFO field. Have you followed much of it? Yeah, you know, I had a conversation last week with Jim Mars, who is the author of Alien Agenda. And he had a really good point. He said, let's get over the fact that UFOs are absolutely real. It's proven. They've existed for centuries. And uh, it dates back to ancient times. So let's just put that aside. Everyone knows UFOs are real. Now let's get into the, the real stories and, and throughout history. Uh, and I thought that was the most telling thing. We all know UFOs really do exist. But okay, what do you think, though, can be done to get traditional science involved? Because traditional science wants to get grants. And if they're not giving grants for UFO research, what do they do? Well, I think you got to look at what's happening right now, at this very moment. Um, and... They've discovered a planet that is in the habitable zone outside of a star, where it's the most Earth-like planet that they've ever discovered. And you have to think, you know, there's billions of planets that actually fall into that category, and there has to be life outside of where we are. We as human beings, I don't believe we're alone in the universe, and I don't believe that out of those billions of systems— Life does not exist. Well, you know, without going into details, 
there actually are people who believe UFOs are real, but don't believe they're necessarily spaceships. It's pretty complicated. Sure. You know, there's meteorites, there's all types of things. No, we're talking about something real, but not necessarily a spaceship. Yeah. Other tenants in the building. Oh. Oh, you mean like a different, like ghosts or, or energy balls of transferred matter? No, no, no. Like other tenants in the building. Maybe a secret race of intelligent people who coexist with us, but really don't want to let us in on who and what they are. Oh, like a, a different dimension. That too. Yeah. yeah. Or it could be us coming back from the future, uh, tweaking the timeline uh, for whatever purpose. Anything's plausible. I mean, there's, you know, the stories of uh, the, the guy sticking his hand in the Brown Mountain Lights and losing time. Clearly, there is a time um, dimensional aspect to the Brown Mountain Lights that, that's been shown throughout history. So, you know, I'm open to any ideas, but I definitely think there have been so many abduction stories and the stories are so similar uh, in nature that it's, uh, it's hard to look past them. Now, returning to the film and the choices you made, you're focusing on this family that's abducted. How closely do you adhere to the actual known facts about the lights and the various episodes surrounding the people who have encountered them? We stay pretty close to it. Um, you know, the classic alien look, stories of uh, giant lights being shown through people's homes. And uh, th those, those pieces, I was on Coast to Coast AM the other night. Um, and right before I came on, there was a ufologist uh, who was telling a, a recent story of a woman who heard a giant noise uh, outside of her home in Florida. And then lights were shined through her window, um, so much so that she thought it was of the sun. And this is almost identical to some major scenes in our movie. So I feel like I feel like we got it down to the point where people understand that all the scenes we've put together in this film really reflect stories that people have told and firsthand accounts. Why do you think that brown mountain lights tend to cluster around a, a pretty specific locale? What theories have you heard that explain its location specificity? Uh, it, you know, one, one woman was talking about there being an energy vortex where this is. And I think the same could be said for uh, places like Min Min and uh, Hessling and and you know, the places around the world where these lights occur. And there are, there are lots of them. So, you know, these, these could be just pockets of energy in places where, places where the earth is, is uh, generating these things naturally. Or because of the vortexes and because of this area, it's just a natural beacon for uh, extraterrestrial life. Hmm. Yeah. Uh, having lived in Sedona for a number of years and finally being forced out after I met my second reincarnated Nefertiti, the whole idea of vortexes is, is one that's touted oftentimes by people. But if your average scientist would hear, you know, a, a very kind of a pop science term like that, they'd kind of snort in their coffee and, and, uh, and wouldn't pay much attention to the conversation after that. I, I'm still trying to get my, 
you know, wrap my head around why certain areas on the planet tend to feature fairly consistently uh, these types of light phenomena. You have the Marfa lights, of course, in Texas, which are in some ways similar. Uh, you have the San Luis Valley, where I did quite a bit of investigating in the 90s, that have locations that seem to uh, be the center point for a lot of these types of, of descriptive uh, lights and um, entities in some cases. So how do you reconcile a kind of an a, a unscientific uh, way of describing something in a way that will interest a scientist into getting uh, more involved? Uh, do we need some real slam dunk evidence? Well, I think Dr. Greer came up with something recently in the Atacama Desert, if you look at the uh, Sirius documentary. Um, and that body that they've been studying uh, is pretty compelling. You really think so? Because a lot of us are skeptical of things that Dr. Greer does. You know, I, I uh, you know, I've, I've heard, I've sat down with the producers of that movie. And, you know, of course, a lot of it's done just like we're doing it for commercial reasons and, and getting a film out there. But you look at that body and you have to think maybe there's something to this. And I can't explain it for sure. I mean, I, I'm, I'm not claiming that I have the answers to anything. And I don't think I, don't think I ever will. That keeps you out of trouble. Because right, you're a filmmaker. And yeah, you're, I'm you're, movies. You're dealing in, in a, uh, a controversial coinage. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm definitely not claiming to, to have a complete understanding. But, you know, I, take, I try to absorb everything around me like a sponge and filter out what seems plausible and filter out what seems like it's just complete fantasy. Uh, and use, use the – when you have a, a group of people for hundreds of years saying, this is the creature I see standing around my bed at night, and this is the ship that I've been on, um, and the stories are similar, you know, you, you got to say to yourself, maybe this is real. Well, or you can say to yourself, maybe the culture is, is self-generative and is actually – uh, creating a meme within the culture that's self-perpetuating and is layering itself upon itself and regenerating over the over the uh, generations. Yeah, I mean, if you believe in reincarnation, which I'm not sure you guys do, uh, or the you know the fact that there are uh, extraterrestrial life out there, um, you know, the possibility that we've been visited and seen is pretty likely. Uh, no, I would I would have a little problem with that. I I have a hard time believing anything that's uh, evolved out there would have any interest in visiting this primitive, misogynist, uh, very uh, dysfunctional planet called Earth. I mean, that's my own personal opinion. I don't think we're important enough for anything out there to come here. If anything, they'd come here to uh, maybe maximize the potential of the ecosystem and the biodiversity on the planet. With Gene and Chris, you're in The Paracast. Great minds think alike. The network for the independent-minded. The Genesis Communications Network. GCN. 
First came Attack of the Rockoids, and it was a critically acclaimed success. And now there's The Coming of the Protectors. A former military intelligence man is contacted by a space woman in a dream. A dream that turns out to be a nightmare, because evil forces on our distant planet are planning to conquer the Earth. This is gripping science fiction of the classic kind. Attack of the Rockoids and The Coming of the Protectors. Find out more at rockoids.com. That's rockoids, R-O-C-K-O-I-D-S, dot com. So here's what happened. I was placing an order online. The site went down. It took hours before it returned, but I had already placed the order with another company. If your site goes down, you could lose business. And if you have a business or personal site, you'll want to know it's easy to run and it will stay online. At iWeb, your site is hosted on one of the most reliable networks in the world. Talk to a sales rep at iWeb.com. Use the promo code TECHNIGHTOWL for a special discount. How can you save a ton of money and prepare for emergencies? By having your own in-home freeze dryer from Harvest Right. Now you can cut down on wasted food by freeze drying your leftovers. That's right. Create your own long-term food storage by freeze drying your own fruits, meats, vegetables, even complete meals with the Harvest Right in-home freeze dryer. Imagine the savings and the peace of mind. See how the amazing Harvest Right freeze dryer works at HarvestRight.com. It's already too late. Criminals have kicked in your door and are now in your home. Before this happens, homeowners have a choice. One, do nothing and hope you aren't one of the 1.4 million families attacked each year. Or two, refuse to be a victim and for as low as $59, reinforce your doors with door devils. Door devils simply attach to existing door frames and have proven to stop the biggest bad guys from kicking in doors. Read our police testimonials of real-life events at doordevil.com. Alarms don't stop kick-ins. We do. Doordevil.com. We all know that Berkey Water Purification Systems are the most trusted name in water filtration. As an authorized Berkey dealer for over six years and serving thousands of satisfied customers, the Berkey Guy offers amazing specials for Berkey Water Filtration Systems. The Berkey Light Systems include a set of self-sterilizing and recleanable black purification elements that purify water by removing chlorine, pathogenic bacteria, cysts and parasites to non-detectable levels and remove harmful chemicals such as herbicides and pesticides. Order the Berkey Light System today complete with two black Berkey elements for only $231 and the Berkey guy will ship your order free of charge. With the purchase of a Berkey light, the Berkey guy is also offering a set of fluoride and arsenic filters for only $39.99. That's over 30% off the retail price. Call the Berkey guy at 1-877-886-3653. That's 1-877-886-3653. Or order online at goberkey.com. That's goberkey.com today. A little over a year ago, I began to do a lot of research into why, even though I had a pretty good-sized meal, that I was still starving. And my research led me to a well-known fact that most of the soils that we grow our crops on here in the United States and across the industrialized world are almost completely depleted of almost all of the key minerals and trace elements that our bodies need to rebuild themselves, fight off cancer, and be healthy. I then searched out the best vitamin and mineral company out there and discovered Longevity. The Longevity products are designed to give you the real nutrition you need, and once you've got that, you don't have to eat as much to be satisfied. I've lost 37 pounds in two months. 
simply getting the vitamins and minerals I need. Check it out for yourself. It's incredible. Go to InfoWarsTeam.com today and order your first canister of Beyond Tangy Tangerine Complete Multivitamin Mineral Complex Dietary Supplement. That's InfoWarsTeam.com. This is Hilly Rose, and I hope that you do listen to the Paracast because you will learn a great deal about the paranormal. With Gene and Chris in the Paracast, we have Maddie Beckerman. And Chris, in our last segment as we were ending, was engaged in a more detailed conversation. Yeah. About the shape and scope of the UFO mystery and some of the unusual aspects of it. (laughs) You want me to pick up on that again? Yes, sir. To summate uh, and give you a kind of a cliff note version of what I was saying, I think that there's a a high likelihood that uh, a lot of this stuff is closed system. It's being self-generated by the culture. When descriptions uh, become a meme within the culture, then they they have some uh, inertia behind them and they're able to help perpetuate that particular meme my point is that i don't think that we're that important i think that if anything humans are detrimental to this wonderful biodiversity on the planet and if anything we're the problem not the solution here um at this point in time in this this very uh tenuous existence that humanity finds itself in with fukushima with rampant climate change uh, rampant uh you know pollution I just have a hard time thinking that we're important enough for anything out there to come and visit us in our bedrooms and pin us against our ceilings. I always look at it as if the crocodile hunter, uh, or it's the same way we study uh, dolphins in the wild. We'll go and capture them, we'll tag them, and we'll release them. Either a great white shark, we'll do the same thing to them. Uh, I think we're being studied the same way Uh, we study other animals. I just find the methodology questionable. Um, There's so much absurdity and nonsensical, uh, the the nonsensical qualities of many of these abduction accounts. Uh, Obviously, if it's an exalted uh, entities, uh, you know, with super high tech, it would be very difficult for us to figure out what their intentions are or what their agenda is. But there's, there seems to be a veneer of, of just tricksterishness and, and absurdity going on. And uh, I have a hard time reconciling that with, uh, you know, the types of entities that, that the pop culture is kind of force-feeding us to believe in. Yeah, I mean, it definitely could be a groupthink mentality uh, where you get, you know, a group of people together. But, you know, when I interview police officers – when I interview school teachers, when I interview um, very normal people who have terrifying stories and their lives have been changed by this, it tends to be pretty compelling. I've been there and, and interviewed people exactly like that, and I'm still scratching my head. But I've always had a sense, Maddie, that, that there's a lot more going on than meets the eye, and the situation and the scenario is, is infinitely more complicated than a simple um, Pat, sort of aliens, uh, you know, tagging us and bagging us for uh, some sort of agenda. I, I, there's, it just seems to me there's something uh, more complicated going on. But then, you know, that's my uh, ill-informed opinion. 
I agree with you that there's something more complicated going on. We might never know. It'll happen eventually. With disclosure. There you go. Well, that's another subject, too. Disclosure tends to be pretty controversial. Yeah, I mean, the the amount of people who are high levels of government coming forward and saying um, these things exist, uh, it's, it's, it's pretty crazy. You know, but acknowledging the reality of a of a of a scenario is one thing. Coming down on one side or another, without providing us with the kind of uh, evidence and supportive data that we would need to to agree with their opinion, you know, uh, that that's a whole other matter. Where do you come down on the whole subject of disclosure? Do you think the U.S. government will ever admit the extent of their knowledge about this subject? You know, Bill Clinton was on Jimmy Fallon the other night uh, and talked about this and, and, you know, repeated the words of Ronald Reagan, which are, there's one thing that would unite all countries, and that's if we were visited by an alien race. Um, to believe we were being visited by an alien race, what a great way to manipulate, uh, you know, the inact, you know, the the possible uh, unveiling of a we are the world sort of one world scenario. I mean, it's very easy to, to think that these UFO sightings are um, and are propagandized by the military um, in order for us to kind of be uh, have our blinders on when it comes to things that they are actually doing themselves. I've seen that kind of sleight of hand and subterfuge with my own eyes. I've seen conventional aircraft trotted out and lit up like UFOs. Uh, I've seen obvious examples of conventional and possibly exotic technology being utilized to make it appear as if something high strange is flying by. And, uh, you know, I've seen a, a, a perfectly visible with no clouds in the sky, a C-131 blink out like it hit some sort of dimensional doorway or uh, went into some other realm of existence. Uh, it, broad daylight, clear blue sky, 100 power binoculars on the, on the plane. So I think we can all agree that our government and the military, especially and, and the aerospace companies and others, have access and have developed technology that could appear to be extraterrestrial or high strange in nature. And I'm wondering, where does the sleight of hand and the programming of, of the innocent viewer end, and where does the real high strange phenomenon uh, take up from there? And uh, that, that's a question that we, we are constantly addressing here at the Paracast. And, and to have somebody like you, a filmmaker who in my estimation, is really going about the entertainment side of this in the proper way, trying to adhere as closely to the facts as possible and and deliver an honest reproduction of what people are telling you in terms of your research. And and this is really refreshing. You, Tracy Torme, James Fox, uh, who we had on last week, and others, are, are I think, are the, the hope for this field in terms of where the field uh, dives into the realm of entertainment. And, uh, you know, kudos to you. I, I can't wait, actually, to see the film. Uh, you've really got my, my excitement level up a little bit here. And uh, I got a couple of screenplays I'd like to bounce off you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, I couldn't, you I couldn't so resist. Much, I, I, I appreciate the, uh, 
the praise. I mean, this is my first film and, and my first directorial debut. Yeah. Congratulations, um, too, and, by the way. Thank you so much. It's just been terrific doing shows like this and, uh, and Coast to Coast and, and really, uh, really finding this community who are open-minded and, and open to the things that might not be uh, directly in front of us, you know, looking, looking underneath the veil. Well, any film that's uh, done, I think, in a way that's uh, more believable than M. Night Shyamalan's film Signs, which w- had had has to be on near the top of my worst films of all time, dealing with these subject matters. Uh, anything that is taking this thing a step beyond the uh, your typical sort of Hollywood sensationalism and 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 really attempting to tell a story. Obviously, that's what you know Hollywood's all about. But doing it in a way that is as close, you know, to the actual facts and and to the people's experiences as possible. And and that's rare. And I think that's a, a really important step uh, that you're helping us take in the right direction. Well, thank you so much. I appreciate that. Well, now that you've buttered him up, Chris, I guess you're preparing that screenplay for submission. <laughs> <laughs> well, I have well, a sci-fi them, but, series but that I've written with my son, so I mean, if we're going to go for that. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I've got an award-winning screenplay, okay? I'm glad you think that I'm powerful enough to help you guys. Um, uh, that's flattering. <laughs> <laughs> well, with, with some of the help that you've uh, gotten for this film, uh, you're doing something right there, guy. I guess so, you know. Um, I'm just, I guess I'm just lucky. I think I, I just have... Uh, uh, I have some good friends that have helped me out, and, and that's what it comes down to when it's making a movie. It's relying on people who you trust. I mean, my wife's my producing partner, um, and we just work really hard. I think a lot of it boils down, Maddie, to vision and having that enthusiasm and, and that um, that just believability in the project that, that, that you can communicate to people that can help you make things happen. I mean, that's you got to have that. If yeah. you don't believe in what you're doing, it's very difficult to get somebody else or a team to get on board with it. Yeah, passion is what really drives it. When I when I sat in the room talking to Lawrence Bender and I told him my passion for this project and my understanding of it, you know, that was convincing enough to get him to come on board. Oh, well, maybe what we need to do is sit with Maddie and go over with him his various techniques for doing a pitch in Hollywood. Hmm. We're on board right now with Maddie Beckerman joining Gene and Chris. You're in the Paracast. Not just an alternative to the mainstream media. We're the premier independent talk radio network. We are GCN. Hi, this is Ted Anderson. If you'd like to listen to GCN programs on the go, I have great news. GCN has created a Droid and iPhone application, and it's free. Just as easy as going to GCNlive.com, click on the banner, and download. Before you know it, you'll be listening to your favorite hard-hitting GCN shows, live or on demand, right on your Droid or iPhone, 24-7 and on the go. So download the Droid and iPhone app free by clicking on the banner at GCNlive.com. Thanks again for listening to GCNlive.com. Again, that's GCNlive.com. We the 
people grow cotton, weave fabric, engrave ink, embed strips and fibers to protect from counterfeit, then carting to a private bank, having it led back at interest, forcing taxes to service debt. This capitalism, or was Jefferson correct when stating a central bank issuing the public currency is a greater menace to the liberties of the people than a standing army? Hi, Ted Anderson. I'm placing a free silver dollar in a book that explains our monetary system. Call for your copy, 800-686-2237. It's time to understand the system. Call 800-686-2237. That's 800-686-2237. Question. Could too many GMO foods and toxins be overloading your digestive and immune systems? Answer, yes. If you're searching for a powerful detox that's gentle enough to use every day, use Pro-EM1 from Terraganics. Pro-EM1 is a powerful liquid probiotic that uses good bacteria to suppress pathogens and gently eliminate toxins from your body. A healthy digestive system will cleanse and remove toxins, support weight loss, improve absorption of food nutrients, and aid in controlling yeast and other infections. Pro-EM1 is made with only non-GMO and certified organic ingredients, has no preservatives, and is dairy, soy, wheat, and gluten-free. Pro-EM1 is the key to your digestive health. Order Pro-EM1 Daily Probiotic Cleanse at Terraganics.com, spelled T-E-R-A-G-A-N-I-X.com, or call toll-free 866-369-3678. That's 866-369-3678. Also available through Amazon Prime. Pro-EM1 from Terraganics. Life's getting better. Welcome back to the Paracast, the gold standard of paranormal radio. And now, here's Gene Steinberg. The perfect segue, guys, right? You see? I yeah. can do it. Sometimes when I'm not suffering from the creeping rot as I am this week, I can do it. Alien <laughs> Abduction, filmed by Maddie Beckerman and... You were telling us, I guess, how you were able to sell the concept, the pitch meetings. It's got to be the most frightening thing in Hollywood, doing the uh, pitch. Man, there's so many frightening moments in Hollywood. You know, putting yourself out there creatively in any way is a daunting task. Anytime you know, you're, you're sitting in front of people uh, who can control your fate and trying to get them to come on board with your concept, uh, it's nerve wracking. I mean, I, I spent a lot of time getting rejections. Um, but you know, once you get accepted, it's so worth it. Yeah. And getting the, a toehold is really important. Yeah. It's totally. And also having totally brass cojones too. Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. That's a big part of it. It's being able to get rejected and dust yourself back off and get up again and fight. And that's, <laughs> Telling yourself that you can still do it, regardless of being rejected. Right. You know, again, we've um, we just had um, uh, two filmmakers on last week, so we did get some some pretty uh, targeted questions for you, Maddie. But one comment here from a new poster at forum.theparacast.com from Bobbin DC, who has given us his eighth uh, forum posting uh, with this particular insight. You've got to feel lucky, man. Yeah, yeah, wow. uh, you're you're kind of drawing some of our lurkers out of the uh, out of the pile here, which is great. Welcome, uh, and, lurkers. I'm happy. Yeah, to talk it, to you. well, that's a good thing. We do have a big audience, and uh, and we have a very active forum uh, at forum.theparacast.com. So, you know, all you listeners out there that are kind of wondering whether you want to get involved, this is this is your chance. We have a thread on our on our forums uh, to to pose questions for our guests. 
And Maddie, uh, uh, Bob in uh, DC is wondering, do you think that sensationalist, purely entertainment films are a good way to get people interested in the paranormal and to ultimately take it seriously? I started listening to the Paracast in hopes of hearing scary stories, but I was introduced to a culture of people seriously researching unexplained phenomena. Yeah, uh, I feel the same way. I mean, I came into making this movie a skeptic, kind of outside of it. I made this film really for pure entertainment value. Um, but then as I researched and I got into this uh, and started talking to people like you know this show and, and uh, the listeners of it, um, I changed my perspective completely. And I think that will happen to many people who, you know, watch films like this and then start digging in under the surface and finding out because this movie is based on a real phenomenon, something that actually happens, there's a chance to uh, convert people into understanding that uh, there might be paranormal aspects of things. Now, one of the things, of course, that bothers us and this is why we mentioned the guests we had last week, James Fox and Tracy Torme. As you may or may not know, Maddie, James Fox did a couple of documentaries on UFOs, primarily shown on TV. And he got involved in a reality show called Chasing UFOs. Mm-hmm. And was extremely upset because of the fact that he got extremely upset with Chasing UFOs because the producers for the History Channel, took extreme liberties with the facts. They take a basic case, and they try to make it into a little bit of the paranormal activity meme. We understand you're a sci-fi film director here. You don't expect this to be factual. That you base it on factual events and legends is very important because that doesn't happen very often. But what do you think about the treatment of this subject on so-called reality TV? I mean, they're trying to sell advertising, um, and and that's the difference between film and television. It's filler between advertising. Yeah, I'm not beholden to any advertiser. Um, You know, there's no branding that I have to um, adhere to. And, you know, movies, you're able to get a little bit more real. And, uh, you know, maybe I should do a documentary on these things. I mean... Because in that documentary space, you're really just going for truth. Uh, the movie Alien Abduction is it science fiction. I mean, the fiction of it's there. Um, it is a, a fun film, but it does have you know that reality basis. And I think you know when you're dealing with television and they're manipulating things a little too much, um, it's just a medium that you're telling the story through. Unfortunately, what bothers me about TV is sometimes they manipulate that in terms of the cable news shows, where the presentation of facts, the presentation of comments is often manipulated to express a point of view. But we can deal with that some other type. I agree with you wholeheartedly. I mean, you watch a story on CNN or Fox News, and the manipulation of what the facts are is blatant. Um, I see it time and time and time again. Oh, I'm so glad you said that. Yeah, it's it just it's just a, a bunch of bull. Um, I I mean I I can't I can barely watch the news anymore. Hearing the manipulation of stories these days. Yeah. 
Well, that that leads me to a, to a question here. Now, the the very title, alien abduction. Now, I would bet that that was not your first choice for a title, and if not, um, what sort of uh, process occurred to come up with a title that's that could be very divisive? I mean, the very title alone would turn off a sizable you know, potential portion of, of an audience. Yeah. You know, initially the, we were calling the movie project blue book, um, in order to kind of tap into that side of things. And, you know, unfortunately you and I know what project blue book is, but the general public does not. Um, so, you know, the folks at IFC and I, um, made a decision to call it alien abduction and, and, you know, more from a marketing perspective to kind of get that initial shock value for people to kind of step in and watch it. Um, and, you know, it's not my first choice, but I'm happy with the decision because I think it definitely helps people to pick up the film saying, uh, I'm going to watch this just for fun of it, and then being converted and say, oh, my God, this is a good movie. Okay. Well, well certainly the title is obvious. I mean, the title implies everything about the film. And sums it all up. Now, obviously, the most important thing about a film, in addition, of course, to the writing, direction, all the technical stuff, the cinematography, the special effects, is the selection of the people playing the roles. Maybe you can tell us about the performers. And we could start here. We've got a couple of minutes left in this segment, then go on with the next segment. But now that you have this story ready to go, you've got to pick the actors. What choices do you make? Uh, we had a fantastic casting director, Kelly Wagner and Dominica. Uh, and I always mess up her last name. Poserin, that's it. Um, they were amazing. And they cast all types of movies all the time. So um, you know, when it came to making decisions on the cast, I saw you know hundreds of people for each role. And the biggest thing for me was were they authentic? Could they ad lib on the spot? Because the script we did, um, you know, we wrote the script and didn't adhere to it at all. Those scenes we shot, almost all of it's ad libbed, and I let the characters kind of find their own voice and 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 speak from who they thought they were. Uh, yeah, that's so cool because it can be so much more believable. So yeah. therefore, you must want to be like Woody Allen. Doesn't Woody Allen do a lot of that where he expects his actors to kind of be extemporaneous, to improvise around a scene while it's being filmed, and then he picks whatever the best combination is? I want to ask you more about that, and we'll get into things like the performers and how you selected them once the casting director sent them your way. We have Matty Beckerman... He's director of Alien Abduction. With Gene and Chris, you're in. The Paracast. Neighbors, are you tired of dealing with a slow web hosting provider? Well, check out A2 Hosting and their screaming fast Swift server platform. They even have SSDs that load pages 300% faster than the competition. Ready to give your site a speed boost? Well, tell you what, neighbors, head on over to a2hosting.com 
That's A2, that's number two, A2hosting.com. Check out their Prime Hosting account. And get this, neighbors, they're even giving you an exclusive 25% off discount for all our listeners. 25%. And remember, their Guru Crew support team is standing by 24-7, 365 days a year to answer any of your questions. Now, to get the discount, use the coupon code GENE when you check out. Quantitative easing, unemployment at depression levels, Europe financial system falling apart, China getting out of U.S. treasuries. At the end of 2008, the time of TARP, the national debt was at 11 trillion gold, trading around $850 per ounce. Close to 2012, the national debt exceeded 16.4 trillion, gold doubled to $1,600 per ounce. The 20 trillion threshold for the national debt is inevitable. Politicians in Washington have a ferocious appetite for spending and stimulus. What's worse, a printing press to finance. A hundred years ago, we had a gold standard to limit this madness, but now you have to adopt your own gold standard. Don't be fooled with paper promises. Get Midas Resources 10 Reasons to Buy Gold free by calling 800-686-2237. Understanding the gold and silver market may be the only insurance you could have to avoiding the next economic crisis. Call 1-800-686-2237 and order your free copy. Again, that's 800-686-2237. Great news, pure water lovers. BigBerkeyWaterFilters.com has a special discount offer for all GCN listeners. You can't do better than a Big Berkey for economy. For only 1.7 cents a gallon, a single set of filters can last for 5 to 10 years. There's none better than a Big Berkey for emergency preparedness as a backup water source. And you just can't beat a Big Berkey to remove dangerous chlorine, all types of fluoride, pathogenic bacteria, cysts, parasites, and unhealthy bodies products from municipal water. Berkey water filter systems are even powerful enough to purify stagnant pond water. For the gold standard in water filters, get a Big Berkey at BigBerkeyWaterFilters.com and all GCN listeners get 5% off all ceramic filter systems. For details, call 1-877-99-BERKEY. That's 877-99-BERKEY. Big Berkey water filters for the love of clean water. Springtime is save big time at Herbal Healer Academy. Long-term customers know spring is the time to stock up at HerbalHealer.com. And for new customers, welcome to the web's best place to save on vitamins, minerals, and more. Log on for spring specials, including our 500 parts per million colloidal silver, all sizes on sale. Choose from Herbal Healer's great variety of weight loss products like apple cider vinegar, Hootia and Metabolic Complex, and ProMetabolic, all on sale now. Also, the Anti-Parasite Intestinal Freedom and Warwood Plus Complex, plus Stevia Liquid Sweetener and the Super Enzymes, all on sale for spring at HerbalHealer.com. As always, we offer certificate correspondence courses in natural medicine. Enjoy same-day shipping and free online newsletter. Log on now to HerbalHealer.com and click on Spring Specials to save big with our nation's leader in supplying quality natural medicine and education since 1988, Herbal Healer Academy. We'd like to hear from you. If you have a comment or question about the Paracast, send it to news at theparacast.com. That's news at theparacast.com. And don't forget to visit our famous Paracast community forums at forum.theparacast.com. On the Paracast, Matty Beckerman, Director of Alien Abduction.
We're getting into the casting process here. So you have to have actors who can improvise, and that a lot of the things you did here in making the film were improvised. Yeah, I mean, when you're doing a found footage movie, it has to be as realistic as possible. So, um, you know... You know, I did take cues from Woody Allen. I did listen to, I did watch his documentary and, and and listen to kind of his style. And he says in that in that documentary says, "What's written on the page doesn't matter as long as you get from A to B, and the point is told. However, you feel like saying the words, whatever naturally comes out of your mouth is better than what's actually written on the page." And I adhere to that. I love that style. I would have the cast go off and riff for hours, and we'd film all that. And most of that is what we actually cut into the film. Um, as long as we got you know, the general gist of, of the conversations they were supposed to get to, a lot of stuff was ad-libbed and off the cuff. I, I love doing it that way. It feels real. It feels authentic. It feels like you're watching a real situation rather than Right, you're telling a story. Yeah, the story comes through that way, and the actors get to explore who their characters really are and, and really feel that. And actually, the way I did it with the alien itself was the actors never saw the creature until we were on set that day and the scene happened. So their reactions to it are real. I mean, th- these things are, are freaky. So we really got those true, terrifying, kind of uh, freaked out moments. That's an interesting question here. So when you brought the alien on the set, were they scared, any of them? They didn't see it until we were actually shooting. And yes, (laughs) it was freaky. They were scared. Brown Mountain moments in people's shorts, especially kids. Yeah, I mean, there are are some definitely jump out of your, your seat moments throughout the film and you know i credit that to just great actors we had and and uh uh really willing to go the distance and and the whole crew we had the best time making this movie let me tell you it was like uh summer camp for adults we were we were just you know loving it in the mountains of north carolina uh all of us together as a group striving to create this uh this film so much fun and I think it shines through in the movie we made, too. I'm really, really happy with the final results of everything. Cool. So do you have any projects that uh, this is inspiring you to consider? Or are you going to continue in this particular genre? Are you going to uh, possibly revisit this? Other than, you know, you mentioned a, a possible sequel or follow-up to it. Yeah, uh, yeah. Um, what, what other ideas uh, do you have cooking on the uh, on, on the back burner now? Well, I just finished a script um, last week, and it's called Ghost Detectives. And it's about a group of 11, 12, 13-year-old kids who get video cameras and form a club at school to try and capture ghosts. And and it's and it's really really a fun you know good nature almost like Goonies. Yeah, I was gonna uh, say Goonies go to a haunted house. <laughs> you got it. And it's 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 a really just fun good natured project. Um, I like making movies like that because I think uh, you know our movie does not have gore, does not have blood. It uh, alien abduction. Uh, it doesn't have. It's more um, trying to be. Uh, Hitchcock, yeah, Hitchcockian, than, right? 
yeah, rather than Eli Roth kind of ripping people's arms off. Um, right. You know, we, we, it's more suggestive. It's more, I think it's more mental uh, when you get into things like that. Right. So those are Psychological like. thriller. Yeah, psychological. It's exactly that. Yeah. Uh, what you hear well, you, sometimes. Well, Maddie, you know what they say. Uh, you know, you're talking Goonies uh, go uh, ghost hunting. You know what they say in Hollywood is stay away from kids and animals. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I've heard that so many times. and uh, Probably it's funny. kids are easier to handle than some of the adult uh, prima donnas out there, I would imagine. Yeah, my uh, my working with our 11-year-old on set was great. He was one of the best actors I've ever dealt with. Um, and and I had such a good experience working with him that I, I, I'm happy to do it again. Does he want to become an actor? He is. I mean, he's he's doing it. Uh, he's making it happen. So I, I'm I'm happy to uh, happy to work with with talented talented kids. That's great. Well, you never know. Here, he may be the rich person in the family in a few years. It, it happens. You know, it happens a lot. Hopefully they maintain their sanity. Any of these child actor horror stories that you hear, they come down the pike after that. Uh, uh, you know, I feel bad for a lot of these kids who have these warped childhoods. Yeah. Like the late Mickey Rooney. There you go. But the guy hung out till his 90s. That's amazing. Let's go into the other performers. Could you talk briefly about the other actors and their backgrounds? Yeah, so Peter Holdman... Um, was the, played the father, and he was in movies like The Social Network, The Dark Knight. Um, you know, he's been in a lot of you know large films. He has uh, you know just this great kind of uh, way of ad libbing throughout his characters. And then uh, Corey Ide, who plays the older brother, he's on Raising Hope, uh, which is on Fox, and. Uh, he, uh, he's also, he was also in behind the candelabra, uh, then Jillian Clare, uh, who plays the daughter was on a major soap opera. Um, God, I can't remember the name of it, but, uh, I'll, I'll figure it out. The, uh, uh, and she's also on a bunch of web series, one called acting dead right now. Um, and Jillian was on days of our lives. It's just Googling that as we were talking, uh, and, uh, you know, uh, Jeff Bowser, who plays our, um, our kind of local redneck, uh, hillbilly guy, uh, he stayed in character throughout the entire shoot. Oh yeah. It was amazing. So I actually knew him more as that character, Sean McClain, than I did, uh, <laughs> him as the actual actor. And that can be a little disconcerting at the uh, at the you know the the cast party at the end of the shoot. Yeah, try going through an airport with him. <laughs> uh, he, he was definitely. I don't know about airports, but I understand they now try to strip search two year old kids. It's getting crazy out there. Oh Jesus, that's yeah. Crazy. It would take knitting needles away from grandmas because they think they're going to knit an afghan. Oh, well, they God. think the grandma's putting on makeup. She's really. A twenty-year-old woman underneath, or maybe they think it's like the movie Total Recall, the original with Arnold Schwarzenegger, where he wears this 
woman costume landing on Mars to escape customs. <laughs> right, and it malfunctions. And malfunctions while he's asked, how long are you going to be there? And he says... Two weeks. <laughs> Two weeks. And then he starts becoming Arnold sitting inside this body. That was, well, talking about films. Anyway. Yeah. I mean, I love that. Uh, oh, I it was... That. The remake, unfortunately, I think was a disaster. Anyway, we have Alien Abduction... The director is Matty Beckerman. We're talking about the cast and more with Gene and Chris. You're in the Paracast. Free from the shackles of corporate America, we're the place for independent thinkers. GCN. Graphic Converter is the image manipulation tool for the rest of us. It does not use any database. You get full control of all your files. Want to view the images of a folder? Drag it into Graphic Converter and a powerful browser opens up to show your image files. You could use it for slideshows. You could use it to import images from digital cameras or from scanners. Need to do some image editing? You can do that too in Graphic Converter. Also print catalogs. Convert from so many formats i can't even list them download now to see if graphic converter is good for you like one and a half million other users guess what you could save money when you buy graphic converter use the coupon code night owl use the coupon code night owl to get a special price for graphic converter go to lemkesoft.com that's l-e-m-k-e soft.com lemkesoft.com l-e-m-k-e soft.com don't complain about your cable bill going up and up and up. Do something about it. Grab a pencil and jot down this special number. 1-855-905-MY-TV. The more cable TV rates go up, the better digital satellite TV looks. Say goodbye to the cable guy. And get more of your favorite channels in 100% digital quality for less money. Call 1-855-905-MY-TV. Sign up for packages starting as low as $19.99 and there's no equipment to buy. You get free HD TV upgrade, a free DVR upgrade, and free professional installation you control what you watch when you watch it record your favorite shows pause and rewind live tv even skip the commercials watch local channels too at just 19.99 what are you waiting for pull out your major credit or debit card call 1-855-905-MY-TV 1-855-905-MY-TV say goodbye to the cable guy cut costs and get more 1-855-905-MY-TV 1-855-905-MY-TV it's hard to imagine when things are going reasonably well, just how quickly things can change. But what would it take? Economic collapse? Massive crop failure? Chemical or biological attack? So many situations could find you in the grocery looking to pick up food for your family only to find that the shelves are empty. There's nothing. Don't let that happen. Act today to make sure that if it ever comes to that, you and your family will be provided for. Visit FreezeDryGuy.com to look at the wide variety of survival foods available. Freeze-dried foods from the Freeze-Dry Guy store longer, rehydrate faster, are nutritionally superior to, and taste better than any other long-term storage food available. Visit FreezeDryGuy.com or call toll-free 866 404 3663. If you're worried about your health and you're tired of the nasty side effects of harsh drugs or antibiotics, then look no further. 
Supernatural Silver is the answer. Supernatural Silver is a powerful immune system enhancer that can be used every day to help keep you healthy and well with none of those nasty side effects. It's extremely safe for use internally as well as topically. And Supernatural Silver is hundreds of times more effective than colloidal or ionic silver. It is perfect for use in the sinuses, eyes, ears, and on any wound or skin issue. Supernatural Silver is also extremely effective when taken orally and can help fight off bacteria, viruses, and mold that may be overwhelming your immune system. Go to SupernaturalSilver.com SupernaturalSilver.com and use the promo code SILVER2014 for 20% off of your entire order and give yourself and your loved ones a fighting chance with Supernatural Silver. This is Kurt Seven, the author of UFO Mysteries, and you're listening to the Paracast. We're discussing the cast of Maddie Beckerman's Alien Abduction, how he chose the people to play in it, not just because they could improvise, but because they bring the right kind of presence to every role. Let's go on with some of the other performers. So, yeah, Katie Sigismund, uh, who plays the mother, she was in Transformers Dark Side of the Moon, Taking of Pelham 1, 2, 3, NCIS, Closer, medium. She's just been on tons of TV shows. So, and all of these actors um, who we have in the film, all of them are terrific talents, but you might not recognize them as leads, which is why they lend themselves to this specific type of found footage film. You, you don't you, want people who are seen in the movie who, oh, that's Mila Jovovich, that's whomsoever. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. That's what keeps the authenticity. Is, is you should, right, you keeps it real. But when you have actors with credits of that nature, you can't pay them the big bucks. Yeah, I mean, it, it's um, yeah, that's a, also a plus. <laughs> uh, is is we are doing this on a budget? I mean, the movie is is being made for a pittance compared. Our movie is probably shot the entire thing is what it cost an hour to shoot on, on the set of Avatar. You know, I mean, we, for one of James Cameron's special effects, we shot this film. Well, actually, probably less than one. Yes. Considering less. what they spent on those movies. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I was always under the impression, you know, it costs the same amount of money to go to a movie theater to see um, Transformers, which cost $200 million as it does to see Paranormal Activity, which costs $15,000 to make. So it's the same ticket price. They say that amount again? $15,000. What? That's how much the first movie cost to make. My, my friend, Oren Pelly, um, directed it and created that. And he did that outside of the studio system uh, on his own. And made that. And then it took him a long time to fight and get that film released. No one would take it. Uh, and eventually Jason Blum got behind it, who's also a friend of mine. And, and uh, Jason really backed him up and got it released by Paramount and made everything happen. And then, you know, it's the billion-dollar-plus franchise it is today based on just the great concept. Wow. And, and that's the thing about movies right now. It's so exciting to me. Yeah, it's, it's wide open. Blair, Blair Witch really uh, put, put, you know, this whole potential scenario on the map. I mean— yeah. Those kinds of returns, uh, 
I, I, I'm sure there's a lot of people just uh, whetted their appetite and they're licking their chops in Hollywood. Yeah, I mean, one, he, Blair Witch was made for $150,000. Um, right. You talk about a $300 million worldwide box office, and that that returns better than any film you could possibly do. Yeah, um, so I think he, it's up there. It's up there in the top. Yeah, it's it's one of the highest grossing just because of the cost that went into it versus the the actual amount of money they made. Right. Um, they didn't spend a lot in order to get a lot. Well, I think they originally only spent they spent less than fifty thousand. I think on the original principal shooting. You're right. And then, then they went in and, and added more to, uh, you know, to uh, because they saw the potential of it. Yeah. Of course, I, I, I'm not a big fan of the Cloverfield, uh, you know, the jerky camera stuff. A lot of us, uh, you know, 40-plus uh, generation, 50-plus generation have a hard time <laughs> dealing with that kind of uh, style of uh, cinematography with the, with the shaky, jerky camera. Cloverfield literally made people sick in the theater, um, I heard. Yeah, this is true. I mean, we, we tried to limit that as much as possible in the movie, but you can't get away from it when you're doing a handheld camera type of shoot. Well, uh, especially with an 11-year-old cameraman. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, <laughs> there are definitely some shots in the movie you're like, hmm, that's a little too good-looking. <laughs> well, speaking of too good-looking, what do you think about this uh, potential? You know, there's kind of a, a murmur and a buzz that 3D may finally – start to, to gain a foothold and start taking off. Where do you come down on the whole idea of 3D? You know, it's just another medium uh, for us to use as filmmakers. I'm, I'm fine with 3D. Uh, I don't personally, if, I, if it's up to me and I'm going to a movie theater, I would rather see the 2D version. Just because uh, I wear glasses, I have an astigmatism, uh, and at the end of watching a 3D film, my brain starts hurting. Uh, right. So, I, and I, it's like too much information. It's like information overload. But right. there are certain occasions that I have to go do that. Like, like going to see Gravity in IMAX in 3D. Oh man, was jealous. It was like one of the. It was one of those one of those all encumbering experiences that, like, I'm so glad I got to go do. Uh, incredible film. Yeah, and, and and probably pretty expensive to make with uh, with I mean the whole thing is one big long series of special effect shots. Yeah, I mean the entire entire thing is special effects, I mean, right, from top to bottom. But the thing I should point out here, because I cover technology on another radio show we do called the Tech Night Out Live. Although obviously you still have three D movies, three D TV has gone absolutely nowhere, and yeah. companies who were building three D TV sets are cutting back because they don't really sell more sets. People aren't buying content. They had a TV. Well, there is no content. There's very little content. Well, yeah, of course, you have the movies that are being made, but there's no incentive to make any more content. They had a channel, I guess, for cable and satellite TV that gave up the 3D thing. So as a home medium, I don't see 3D coming. 3D may come when they perfect techniques to do it without the glasses. Because, Matty, right. you are pointing out a key example here where you have astigmatism, you're nearsighted, and I am too, but I wear glasses or contact lenses. When I wear the contact lenses, and I can wear the 3D goggles. But I don't care. Now, I had a long-term review of a Vizio TV set with 3D. 
and I watch Superman, the latest Superman movie, Man of Steel, in 3D on it. And they give you what they call passive glasses like the movie theaters. So they're not as heavy and they don't have all this active shutter stuff. Mm-hmm. And we watched the movie at home in 3D. And my wife watched it. And I watched it. And the next time we see that movie, we're going to watch the 2D version. I didn't see any advantage. I saw the 3D avatar. In the movie theaters, I thought it was pretty good. Some of the bodies looked a little chunky. I thought that Sigourney Weaver came across as kind of chunky, not because she's necessarily that way these days, but possibly because of the 3D effect. When we got the movie at home, we watched it in 2D. We never considered 3D, and I was perfectly happy with that. Just an observation. Yeah, I mean, you go to the Consumer Electronics Show in Vegas, and you see the technology that they're coming up with, and it's super exciting. I mean, the 3D technology where you don't have to wear glasses is yeah. right in front of us. It's so close. Yeah. Um, and, and once that is perfected, I think that's the game changer. I think Panasonic has a, 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 a standalone 3D TV, don't they? Yeah, they, they're all coming out. I mean, they're very expensive at the moment. But uh, well, so were plasmas and LED TVs when they came out. Exactly, they'll drop. The prices will drop, and it become more of a consumer instead of an early adopter model. Um, and and once that happens, I mean, I, I think there's a revolution there too. I mean, seeing a movie like Gravity in 3D is a must. Um, it yeah. works perfectly in 2D, but you have a chance to have that full, all-encompassing experience. You know, that's that's worth going to do. Not. And I do have a plan to make a 3D movie in the future. Um, I'd definitely like to. And I have a great concept for it, and I'm working on it right now. But, uh, but again, personally, I choose, I choose to go see a, a movie like Avatar in 2D. You know? Yeah, me too, actually. Yeah, I, I do Even choose. though I work for a video production company with three Panasonic 3D cameras. Yeah. So, sometimes you just want the standard, you know, standard way to watch a film. Right. I grew up watching it that way, and I think 3D will work best when they get the technology perfected, not just release 3D because one film became humongously successful. Alien Abduction is the film we're talking about with Matty Beckerman and Gene and Chris. You're in the Paracast. largest independently owned and operated talk radio network the genesis communications network gcn attack of the rockoids has been well received by critics and readers alike it's a thrill a minute story you'll never forget a former u.s military intelligence officer is haunted by intense dreams about a beautiful woman pleading for his help after a terrible battle in outer space But the dreams turn out to be true and thrust him into a telepathic love affair with a woman whose faraway planet is intent on destroying the Earth. And now the gripping tale continues in The Coming of the Protectors. It's the second book of the Rockoids trilogy, a galaxy-spanning adventure that pits our hapless heroes against powerful, fanatical enemies that threaten the lives of freedom-loving beings everywhere. Attack of the Rockoids and The Coming of the Protectors. Classic science fiction at its best. Available now. For more details, visit rockoids.com. That's R O C K O I D S.com. We live in a complicated society. 
Stressful issues are always popping up. Have you ever been treated unfairly by someone? Have you ever been overcharged for a repair? Have you ever signed a contract or a document worried about identity theft? How many times have you been in those unique situations where you just wanted to call an attorney to find out if you're right or wrong or what your legal rights are? But every time you think about calling an attorney, what do you think about first? That's right. Who do you call and how much will it cost? Our friends at Legal Shield have found a solution. With a nationwide network of 6,900 attorneys who average 19 years of experience, Legal Shield's law firms take over 40,000 calls per week helping their members. For less than $20 per month, you can have access to Legal Shield on everything from the trivial to the traumatic. Let Legal Shield stand up for your rights at lsprotection.com. That's lsprotection.com. Or call 855-340-SAVE, 855-340-7283. Results will vary from case to case. This alert just came in. This special announcement is for business owners and leaders of organizations who've been waiting for the right time to build. General Steel has made it impossible to wait any longer with rock-bottom prices that could save you thousands. That's right, General Steel, America's leader in pre-engineered structures, is offering buildings at prices you will never see again. Don't miss these prices. A 50 by 100 for $35,000. You heard right, that's 5,000 square feet for $35,000. Manufacturers, if you need a larger building, try a 100 by 100 commercial building for $129,000. You can't afford to rent with these prices. Imagine a 70 by 100 foot church building for under $69,000. With the economy improving and interest rates still at historic lows, you can't afford to wait. So call 866-91-STEEL. Lock in your price now. Call 866-91-STEEL. That's 866-917-8335. For health and vitality for you, your family, and friends, get the Healthy Start Pack from Longevity, as recommended by registered pharmacist Ben Fuchs. If you're a junk food junkie, getting on the Healthy Start Pack is one of the best ways to wean yourself off of processed snack foods and start putting good nutrition in your body. If you have a loved one who's dealing with heart disease or any health challenge, the Healthy Start Pack makes a great gift. If you have a grandparent or a parent in a nursing home, you will be amazed at the difference a once-a-day dose of the Healthy Start Pack will make in your loved one's energy levels, in their memory, in their mood, and in their general outlook on life. Give the gift of optimal health to your loved ones and order the Healthy Start Pack from Longevity by calling 866-735-2470. That's 866-735-2470 or on the web at brightsidebed.com. That's brightsidebed.com. Order today. Hi, this is Don Ecker, and you are tuned into the Paracast. Let me tell you what, you're going to hear stuff here that you probably won't hear anywhere else. Hear that, George Snorri? With Gene and Chris in the Paracast, our guest this week is Matty Beckerman. He's a filmmaker, screenwriter, director, producer, and his directorial debut is Alien Abduction. It's one of those found footage kind of movies. Getting a lot of buzz. It's available for limited theatrical distribution. And if you check iTunes or your favorite place for a video on demand, go and rent it. I'm going to rent it after this, I promise you. Me too. Oh, yeah. And it's not a long film. It's 85 minutes. You know, it's not a two and a half hour extravaganza. It gets its things done. Now, a few final questions about the movie and your future stuff, Maddie. 
in this film, does anybody get killed? Just wondering. Uh, there's no actual death or killing. You know, it, it's not a dirty, you know, chop them up, gore-filled movie. How, how refreshing. Yeah, it's not, it's, not, um, it's not a typical, you know, blood-filled film. Gratuitous violence with a dozen people every five minutes getting knocked off, right? Yeah, it's not, it, it is. Uh, there are some questionable moments for sure. Um, but it's more psychological than straightforward. You imply. Yes. In true Hitchcockian fashion. Absolutely. I, I mean, I, I'm a huge fan of what he did with Psycho. I mean, you don't see right. any gore in that film, but the feeling is still there. It's terrifying. Yeah. Well, you see some blood drops in the drain, uh, yeah. going down the drain. That's about it. It's amazing yeah. what you can do with blood drops in the drain. Yeah, you don't see someone's head actually being cut off. You don't need that. <laughs> well, that has its place, but uh, generally in uh, his historical uh, comedies. Yes. Well, that's the interesting thing here. Do you have any humorous asides or moments in this film? Actually, yeah, and it came from a part of uh, a story of my own family. Um, so the family's in the car, and they're restless, and, and the older brother puts on a, uh, a questionable song, a rap song. And I know you guys are on the air, so I'm not sure how much I can say of this song's title. Well, I'll tell you what, it works like this. The seven deadly words are verboten. <laughs> okay. So you can't so, say the title. The song is called Smell Yo Blank. Uh, and it's about a woman who catches her her um, boyfriend uh, cheating on her and says, you know, why are you coming home five in the morn? Uh, something's going on. Let me smell your blank. Uh, and wow, that's uh, that's quite an innovative uh, song. Uh, it subject. is. It is very innovative. So we actually have that song in the movie where the family's in the car driving and the older brother uh, sticks uh, uh, sticks the song in uh, and and mom's kind of rocking out playing along with it does not realize what the lyrics are <laughs> and then the chorus comes up and let me smell your and then she's like oh my god I can't like and just turns it <laughs> off like like that's the Wait, you could say you could say dick on on the air okay smell your dick there you go uh, you get me singing it, too. All right, let's not go into too much detail here. It's getting <laughs> yeah. to be too much. Yeah, I mean, trying to license that song was really funny. Sending out a license for, you know, my, my wife actually did it. She, she called the company. I was like, I'm looking for a request for the song Smell Yo Dick by Risque. Uh, that, was a, that was really funny. <laughs> you know, right now, the censoring department at GCN is listening closely. Let us... Walk away from this. <laughs> yes, okay. Because I have a feeling that the 11-year-old is more aware of this stuff than the 28-year-old or the 32-year-old. Yeah, wait a minute, Gene. You just gave the, 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 you know, the warning of the seven deadly words, and that ain't one of them. No, it's not, but it's on the edge. Yeah. Let's not push the edge. I don't want to be the one that... Uh, no, we don't want to do that because that gets it to be even uh, crazier. All right. So <laughs> let's just put this aside here. And I'm going to ask you a few questions about the reaction to the film, other than the standard, I liked it, I didn't like it, that kind of thing. Did you get any comments from people in Brown Mountain or other people who had to report something strange that they experienced? 
Yeah, I mean, I, I would constantly get reports. Um, I, I now on my website, people contact me just about daily with their own experiences, and uh, a couple of those people I met locally up there, I actually recorded, and I'm going to put those interviews up. I just throw them up on my website so you guys can see them. Um, and the interviews with the locals, I, I decided to put up in their entirety. I posted all those up as well. You know, so I'm constantly getting stories in. I think that's a really good idea, a good approach. Uh, it, it adds to the gravitas and, and the legitimacy of the project, definitely. Yeah, I mean, the, the, the actual interviews with people is compelling. It really is. What I see, and I'm going to make a comment here, is that we've talked to people who do TV shows and movie people before. What impresses me about you, Maddie, is that you did an intense amount of research about this, that even without seeing the film, in preparing for it, you're showing an immense amount of respect for your subject. And you don't always see that in a Hollywood movie. They don't really care so much about source material, but the fact is that you really did research to see what happened, how people reacted to it, learn about the legends surrounding the Brown Mountain Lights, understand it. And I gather from talking with you, as someone who in the past may not have been too concerned about UFOs, all this got you into it. Yeah, I mean, you said it absolutely correctly. I, I studied like crazy because I felt an obligation to not, not look down on people who have legitimately experienced these things. I mean, who, who am I to judge them and say that, you know, uh, your experience is not real, your experience is not valid? You know, I, you know, I truly try to keep the integrity of what we're doing intact. And it comes down, you know, with making this film and, and, and making sure that, you know, I tried to stay as true to the nature of the real stories as possible. We're certainly looking forward to progressing here and watching this film, and we'll give you our unvarnished review about what we think about it. So is this going to be an instance here where a year or two from now, someone from Marvel Studios will call you and say, Maddie, you know, we kind of like that film. Would you like to do the next franchise? Oh, man. $140 million to start, maybe $240 million. Would you, let me ask you that as a filmmaker. Obviously, we talk about the dream, and you're still a young guy. And that is, would you want to tackle that kind of job? Is it worth the aggravation? With the pressure. (laughs) Um, I I would love to do something like that. Uh, I mean, I... Who wouldn't? That's like yeah, really. <laughs> it, it, it definitely is a lot of pressure because there are you know so many people relying on you and 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 putting that pressure on you. You know, making this little movie. My my uncle once told me he said it, it takes the same amount of energy to do a project that cost a hundred dollars and a million dollars. You know, it takes the same amount of energy that you put into it. It doesn't really matter what the final product is. It, it's, it still takes that same, that same drive and that same motivation. So, you know, tackling a project on, my, on this level, the sub-million dollars, was actually harder than doing a $150 million film. Because you had to do more of the stuff yourself. Hey, yeah. Maddie Beckerman, tell our listeners where they can find out more information about alien abduction and about you. 
alienabductionfilm.com. That's, uh, and my own website is maddiebeckerman.com. But alienabductionfilm.com is where we have, you know, I put all the videos up of, of interviews with the locals, the, the, uh, the folk song on Brown Mountain, the uh, nat- National Geographic's behind the scenes stuff of, of what they did to actually study the real phenomenon. Alienabductionfilm.com. We've got a link to it over at theparacast.com, too. All right. You can find us on Twitter, where we're known as The Paracast. We are The Paracast on Twitter. There is also a Paracast fan club on Facebook, two of them, and maybe someday we'll figure out how to make them one. Check our web portal, theparacast.com, for every single show since 2006. Chris O'Brien's stalkingtheherd.com will let you in on all the details about his new book. If you order from him, he will autograph it for you, and he keeps the profits even better. So order from Chris. You signed a number. Absolutely. Matty Beckerman, thanks for joining us on the PowerCast. Thank you guys so much. It was a pleasure. The Paracast, featuring Gene Steinberg and Christopher O'Brien, is a copyrighted presentation of Making the Impossible Incorporated. Tune in next week for a new adventure in The Paracast.